everybody. This is the part where, like, a younger me would apologize profusely for the long radio silence with the podcast for the last uh, month and a bit. But uh, instead, I'm going to specifically not apologize for the long radio silence because basically from about, about July 23 till, let's... Uh, let's generously say September 12, I've had the longest swamp of mental health tar uh, that I can remember having in a long while. And one of the first things that will always suffer when that stuff happens is stuff like the podcast uh, that is like a, a big old volunteer project. So uh, that, that's really all I'm going to lay out. This is a July 16th episode that we recorded, which I am still gonna release and after this was an episode in august we recorded that was just about kingdom on netflix which i'm still going to release and we're gonna just continue on in a perfect world there would be like uh, a realization of like we need to get some kind of paid editor in here on this to, to handle all this but we have no means of uh, giving recompense to anybody uh, to help us with specifically this podcast so uh, instead i'm just gonna uh, try to edit it less and release it more, and uh, there you go. Uh, anyway, thank you for sticking around if you did. If you didn't, then you're not hearing this. And uh, if if you're kind of, like, deciding not to stick around because I, I didn't prostrate myself at the start of this thing, then, like, uh, hey, uh, you should uh, drink some water. Uh, anyway, Aaron, what was happening in mid-July? Outdoors, it's what I like my indoors temperature to be right now. So you're further north than me. But you guys just kind of had a tornado the other day, so I have no idea. What the f*** is going on down there? The climate has changed, and it's real terrifying. Uh, but this podcast ain't terrifying, because this podcast is being recorded on TJ's birthday. Happy birthday, TJ. Yay, thank you. Uh, we, we got you a tornado. It's over here, though. We didn't send it over. That was the gift. We- well, it's the thought that matters, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I hope, I hope you've, uh, you've had a good one. Um, now that, now that you're of legal age... You can own a masterpiece um, transformer. I'm just going. I looked at your Twitter. I, I, I've got. I've, yeah, I've got. I've got bad news. I've, I've, uh, uh, yeah. To make the others I own illegal, or um, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Now that it's legal, it's fine. Because um, what are they going to do? Like go back and go, oh, you uh, bought a masterpiece before it was legal. It's like yeah, well, it's, I'm legal now, and you can't prove I own those before. So uh, yeah. Um, here, here to back me up on all of this science is uh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's uh, the science over there? Uh, science is still sciencing. You guys, I guess. Uh, have you guys like we're still changed, changed it we're, at all? Are you still we're, working with we're the old still one? like putting hypotheses out there and testing them with a uh, rigorous testing fashions, and then changing our hypotheses uh, after or changing our uh, our conclusions after we get our results. Yeah, that's have science. you guys made it sexy yet? Science is always sexy. You just mm. you just don't understand it. Hmm. <laughs> like everybody has their own things that excite them and that those parts of science may not excite you. I don't know. I love beakers. Um I also uh I also love Transformers, which is what we're podcasting about. And I've I've uh, remembered a thing that I did a million years ago and I decided 
partly because I have on-topic stuff, I figured let's start off with what we got on-topic this week to hit the ground running talking about Transformers toys. Uh, but I then discovered, because like I don't check Facebook enough, so I heard it like as soon as we started our Discord call, that it's TJ's birthday. So TJ, you should go first and uh, share with us the your very first legal masterpiece toy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, apparently, yes. Now that I've reached legal age for owning Masterpiece toys, I have in my possession a Masterpiece Rodimus Prime. And that is Rodimus Prime, the the Masterpiece one, who is also kind of hot rod, but also from about 10 years... No, 11 years ago. It was 2010, I think. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, because that, that, was, that was the year, 2010. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it's it, and just just for clarification, like when I say Rodimus Prime, I mean with the full Winnebago mode, not the Rodimus Prime that's really just Hot Rod that they did in America. Yeah, it's a Japanese release with the uh, the Titanic box, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty. Yep, yeah, it's a it's a crate, is what it is. Yeah, that uh, that is something that I would not <clears throat> I would not want to ship right now in the current environment. Um, <laughs> But uh, did yeah. had, had you ever seen that trailer in person before? I'm curious if that was your first time seeing the girth of that thing. No, it's the, it's just the first exposure I have ever had to this version of uh, Rodimus, and yeah, it, it's a beefy box. Yeah. Um, I I also I, I'm not gonna gonna harp on it, but I also liked that you went to Twitter to share this and say, so, it's been 11 years, uh, will anyone have, like, some fixes or things I should know about this? And- <laughs> you've had, okay, okay, everyone, you've had a decade, you've all got 3D printers now, who's figured it out? And half the responses you got were, don't transform it, and put yeah. it on yourself. Everybody's <laughs> answer was, ooh, um... <laughs> Collectively, the fandom uh, went, oh, we forgot to do that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, fix? <laughs> <laughs> this was pre-MP11. We don't care about those old ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, and a PSA, if anyone out there is getting a hold of one, um, the main thing that had a replacement part made by someone, and I assume they're still floating around out there, were the kneecaps, because apparently they could explode. Uh, mine never did, but I might have just, like gotten to the part right before they exploded and then stopped messing with them. I don't know. Um, but that that's the main part that actually was fixed. Everything else, sadly, I think was just like, this is just the jank we have to live with. Uh, like the, the backpack and etc. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is back when Masterpiece basically meant just really big Transformers. More than, more than like absolute perfection as far as uh, transforming plastic goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shooting... That that one specifically, I always said when it was new, it was basically shooting beyond the means of Takara Tomy at the time. Like, they were trying to make a solo Chogokin, but they were still just using a Transformers factory. And that backpack, especially, as I recall, was relying on incredibly precise uh, measurements that did not turn out uh, in mass production. Um, which is a shame, because I, I, I do remember the transformation scheme was super clever. It just, because it, you mentioned right before the recording, like, the backpack just doesn't really it doesn't really finish. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's a shame, because it's doing really cool stuff. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that thing where like it, I, I see where it connects, and it makes the connection, and then it goes, no. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because those Cause were... I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hold on to these tabs. Those, those were very much literally just tabs in slots, but trying to hold, like, if I remember right, it's like literal tabs in slots trying to hold the entire backpack together for the most part. And not, yeah, well, and it's not great to, tabs nor slots. Yeah, it's, it's all trying to hold together this accordion of plastic that really wants to unfold. Yeah. And there is not nearly enough tension to keep it from doing so. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's intense. It's <laughs> yeah. My plan right now involves just a clear rubber band and a lot of shelf space where he can just stand on his little assault platform and look nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, you know, it is... Did you did you actually put him... I forgot how he's packaged, but did you get to put him into Winnebago mode at all? Uh, not yet, no. Because he's, he's packaged as a robot and a, and a block. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I have not... I've not done that. Also, like, you know, it is the... the I know you told me before that it's not a huge level of scraping. I still don't want to scrape the fin. Yeah, there's a, that that was something that, as far as I know, there is no fix for it, really. But, like, the, the fit is very tight, and the paint on the fin, it will rub off no matter what you do, I think. Like, you might pull it off, like, once or twice, but, like, it's gonna it's under a lot of friction in there, and it's a very tight fit. And I don't think there's any way to really solve that, because you can't top coat the fin, then you're making it thicker. And I don't know if, like, how feasible it ever has been to sand out the inside of that groove. Um, I don't recall it being very accessible. But that that is something one prob- probably could do, because I don't think that that groove really is involved in anything else. But, like... That would also be a lot of work, uh, unless, like, you, especially if you did the whole groove. Like, I'm sure there's only a few spots you'd need to do, but then you'd need a stunt rodimus to go in there to get scratched up to see where the tightness is, and that's that starts becoming complicated. I suppose. <laughs> you, you know, it, it, you know, it took it took me 11 years to get a, a rodimus prime in the first place. Let me just go wait another 11 <laughs> years for the next one to roll around. He's got to find a find a stunt one with the kneecaps exploded. You know, see, see if someone will sell you that for twenty bucks, and then you like glue it together in vehicle mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's a shame. Like, because there's a lot positive about that figure in hindsight. I think, um, especially like the two robot modes. Did you did you mess with that at all? I mean, I I you well, I had the original U.S. release, so I've oh, goofed right. around with the toy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I guess, I guess, I, 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 when I, I think that's really just my solution here would be to just get the U.S. version of that figure without the box and just be happy that I have the box to connect to it if I choose. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't, I can't remember how different the plastic color is though. The U.S. one was a lot more pink. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think it had toy sticker tampographs on the legs. I think. Yeah. The. It was more toyetic, I think, was our thing at yeah. the time. That the the Japanese release was more animation, and the U.S. release was more toy. Oh, and the yeah, the Japanese one has the black boot, uh, the implied black boots, whereas the U.S. one didn't, if I remember right. Because um, there was a whole thing of like, oh, those are Cavalier boots. I remember was like the discussion at the time. Um, but yeah, that that Winnebago box though, like, is still impressive. I think. <laughs> uh, See, I, I mean, at some point, I'm just going to suck it up and scrape up the the thing because, like, I love I love the the space Winnebago. 
Yeah. Like, it's just such a ridiculous mode. I have to enjoy it. And the Masterpiece version, as I recall, is enormous when it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that that might, like, well, with with the with Kingdom Rodimus on the way, that literally might just be, like, I'm just going to keep you in vehicle mode now. Master, and, like, I'll just keep the Masterpiece one just there. Yeah. And then I get to have my little Toyetic Rodimus separately. And if I recall correctly, the fin that gets scraped isn't the one you see in vehicle mode. So technically, if, if scrapage happens, you're only going to see it from some angles in bot mode. Uh, in Winnebago mode, it should be completely hidden, because I believe it deploys its own other fin. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, there's a whole thing, because the front of... It's like the front of the of the of Hot Rod's vehicle mode, like, crumples, then slams in, and then, like, a, a Winnebago front folds out of the box, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's fairly involved, um, and and I think pretty satisfying. Like I remember that that mode locking together really nicely. Um, but yeah, I think I think that would be a plan because yeah, the because that's that's not only the masterpiece Winnebago; it's sized for MP1 as well. So it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, and anything else uh, on topic on your end outside of like the big that's you know obviously the big birthday get. Uh, yeah, I've gotten a couple other things. They are actually all of ample size. <laughs> so nothing small. Uh, no, no, not not for a birthday. No, every go big on everything. All big, giant the this big soapbox <laughs> figures, just tons of them. Okay, so on the official side of things, I got I I actually happened into a slug in the wild. Yay, me too. Oh dang! Ooh, I, someone I know in Canada found one over on the west coast already. I was like, "Geez, <laughs> this felt like it happened overnight." Yeah, I thought I'd be early boy. Wow. Uh, well, I, how how did he turn out? Like, I don't like. I, I'm always curious what the expectations are on a big dino bot who isn't Grimlock because it's like that just doesn't happen very much. He's actually just about as solid and nice as Grimlock is. If this if this is an indication of how the next three are going to be, I'm going to be thoroughly pleased with them as a set. Oh, awesome! Yeah, um, extremely solid. I, I really like how he cleans up, like how he gets rid of the dino legs into his own legs. It all just folds together really nicely. Yeah, yeah, that's a very <laughs> neat trick. Yeah, I I like how there's like like a gate, like like you're getting into like a mm-hmm. gated community. Or it just opens up to allow the leg in, closes yeah. back behind it. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that trick, like, I remember, I think the first time we saw that trick was on the old Fans Toys Scoria. And at the time, it was just like, whoa! And, and every time I see it, it's still so satisfying whenever they can just make the dino legs vanish. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no the, the trick I like is the torso collapse. Ooh. Yeah, that yeah, really could, caught me off guard. Yeah, so when you transform this guy into the Triceratops mode, you fold down the front to get all of his dino mouth out. And there's, like, a top of the mouth, like, you're, like, your upper palate, and then the bottom jaw as well. Huh. And once all that's out of the way, you can double hinge the torso flat against each other, and the same panel that filled the gap now locks them together. Damn, that sounds smooth. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't even imagine... In my mind's eye, him needing to like I, I get it that he would need to do that. Now to think about it some more, but like yeah, I, I would never expect a torso collapse out of a slag slug uh, fella. 
And you think about it, like, he is a very, like, wide character in the animation model, but all of his toys end up pretty scrawny because they don't do that. Yeah. That's also nice if it puts him on even footing, uh, height-wise, with Grimlock. Um... Although I got, I gotta ask. This is like the important question. How's that uh, garbage. exosuit? Gar- garbage. Dan- Daniel Gar- <laughs> it's garbage. Garbage. It, it, One hundred and twenty percent garbage. Um, the, the, we could have had a sword, and we got Daniel instead. Uh, yeah, the the science says it's one hundred and twenty percent garbage, and you have me here for the science. So I do. There will be no more discussion about the garbage. Was it actually on the market? Did you have to round up or down? Uh, that that's rounding it down because you get into like significant figures territory <laughs> where once you're multiplying one number against another number, if it's it's like you know that way, it's not like ah oh, hundred and twenty one point two four three seven one nine eight percent. It's like what those those other numbers really don't mean anything because it's just noise in the data. But that's uh, garbage. Yeah, not not a surprising response to hear. I, I I had small hopes there would be something about it that was a bit neater, but also it's losing two of the wheelie's qualities, which is a head sculpt that is actually pretty okay and an accessory. Because I, I, I was about to say, does he even hold anything, or does he just chill? He he barely holds himself. Yeah, I mean, he has like... a hole in his hand, <laughs> but there's oh, nothing to go in the hole. And he's, he's, it's, it's, again, the weird, like, pre-sitting pose. Does he sit? Does he actually sit on anything? He he (laughs) has a peg in the back of his leg that goes in the hole on the top of the shoulder. Does it work? Just the same as Grimlock. If you push it. Because my problem with wheelies is that on mine, those didn't even work. Uh, yeah, they they work. They work on both of them. But you have to, like, give it some mustard to get it to... My my wheelie like does the does, my wheelie does the the spring feedback thing where when I get it in it kind of vomits itself back out. Uh, probably just like a one off tolerance problem, but I'm also like that's cool that I got the bad wheelie too when I already didn't like the wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to ask about it's it's just is it is it called out as a character? I can't remember if it's supposed to actually be Daniel. It is. Yep. Okay. It is. And Daniel Witwicky. Oh, good for him. And, and I mean, Spike is being dight. Doesn't even have the uh, clear head that the box photos show. Yes. So oh. get ready to get get ready to get Spike with Wiki with with uh, Sludge when he comes out. Cool to have S- same figure. Cool to have Daniel and Spike both in their in their iconic sort of squatting pose. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, we we acknowledge that this is just guff to fill out the price point, and then when the figures get more expensive to make, they're just going to get rid of it and call it the same. Yeah, it's just yeah, that there, it, there can it's be th- good guff. There can it's, be good guff. Th- yeah, it's the thing. I'm so uh, disappointed that comes with it because, like for me, Grimlock felt okay by himself as a leader. To me, Slug feels like it's just kind of like a Voyager Plus. Like at fifty dollars to me, it's a little bit much. It it sucks that the big bonus accessory is immediately described by you as garbage. Yeah, is what I was, it, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's a bonus accessory that could go straight in the trash, and you're just paying for just sheer size. Like you imagine if that was like a flame effect part, then at least you'd have that, right? If it was a flame effect yeah. part that went in his mouth, or a sword that he so that he could have a sword and a gun. Or 
man, anything else, I would feel a whole lot better about him at a leader price point. But as he is, like, throw that out. <laughs> just yeah. w- wiki in there. The exosuit in there is just kind of pointless garbage. And then at that, it's not worth the leader price point. It, it's just a little bit rich. When he need, well, I think what he needed, if this is supposed to be studio series and you're replicating his scenes from the movie, I wanted like a flat Quintesson bailiff. Oh, under a that door. You could just keep under his foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been a cool accessory. Oh man, now I, see, now I don't like Daniel see, either. <laughs> see, I, no, no, I I will inevitably come up with all the better ideas that they will never do. Like when they get around with Swoop, I really want a gnaw that can fit in his talons. Oh, that would be. Even if his talents just could, I mean, I don't, I don't remember now if. Well, no, because we have a new gnaw coming out. So even if his talents have like a five mil, you know, unfoldable peg or something, that would be kind of cool. I mean, I mean, I mean they're not going to pack a deluxe in with him unless it's like he he is a Voyager size, but they're selling him as a leader. So here's another one. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I just am thinking crossplay, like having a, a peg so he can like carry one around. Um. I also I also am enjoying that now we're two for two on Dinobots where it's like would be cool if they had a sword and then people can start pulling out animation stats of like well you know turns out <laughs> although maybe Slug did Slug have a sword in G one I'm not actually going to ask you to say yes or no because that involves like research but I just every no like every every Dinobot toy had a sword oh yeah yeah it's just, but I believe the I believe the only one shown with a sword in animation was Snarl yeah because that created it's actually one of my favorite weird conversations about the studio series Dinobots is like they don't have swords because that's how animation accurate they are mm-hmm. uh, I'm still yeah I'm still looking forward to messing with that guy because you know I have Grimlock and Wheelie, so the one thing about Daniel that is a, a plus is that he's a known quantity. So it's not like a surprise. It's just a bummer. Also, what what kind of nostalgia is this that they're bringing up? Where like we're we're like at least ten years out from being grumpy about Daniel Witwicky, and now we're all getting grumpy about Daniel Witwicky again, as though it's like 1999. Like <laughs> that's some real nostalgia power that they're yeah. tapping into. Uh. Remember when he blew himself up? Those were good times. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. Oh, that comic was. <laughs> he took out Wheelie with him, so that's all our modern problem solved. Oh, Wheelie doing the little rhyme about how we're both going to die and stuff like that was. Some... Yeah, was that two thousand one? What that was the RC Spider that was, year. That was two thousand one. That was yeah RC RC Botcon. Yeah, I was still in high school, so I thought that was the coolest thing ever because I didn't have any taste. <laughs> 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 I was down for that edgy nonsense. Uh, well, uh, TJ, uh, what else on topic you got on your end? Uh, on the off-topic side... Uh, oh, let's, sa- let's I, save the off-topic. I split it. No, 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 no. What do I mean, off-topic? Oh, unofficial. on the unofficial side. Unofficial. Uh, unofficial side. I grabbed a purple potato. Oh, dang! I didn't know that was out! I kind of, I kind of yep. want to pick one up. I like it how it looks. Oh, like when when Siege Shockwave became a spaceship, I, like this is my like, fingers crossed. This is what they would do, and they didn't do it. But so leave it up to leave it up to a third party that I had never heard of previously to come through with my dreams. Yeah, I love the look of Galvatron's flagship. Yeah, like I. I 
I, I love like if if the if the Federation from the dark from like the like the evil universe Federation built their own unique starships. This is how it would look to me. Like that's that's where my head is on him. Yeah, yeah, it's got those curves. And, yeah, yeah, it's got it's yeah. It's, uh, but I love the look of the vehicle. Uh, it's one of those third party toys that relies a lot on very small movement parts in order to get everything correct. It's I, I'm still a few transformations away from being like I don't need the instructions anymore. That, uh. that level of transformation, and like the last half of the transformation, everything has to be just right so these legs can completely unfurl and like jelly roll into each other to create the backside <laughs> of the vehicle mode. That sounds super cool. Although I like like. Precision that isn't guided is uh, is something that that kind of loses marks for me. Uh, like, is it? I, I mean, there's a there's a way to there is a way to do it where everything like fits the way it's supposed to. Yeah, and like I like I can like wrap my hand around it to close the tabs all together and nothing moves. Okay, that like... it's just it's just a really funky collection of curved panels to line up Con- conceptually if there if there is eventually a way where you don't have to you know, sit there fiddling with stuff to get it aligned like panel by panel then i'm down like ev- even if it has like that little bit of jank where you like you you do need to set it up i like the concept at mm-hmm. least um how, how does yeah. how, how does the the build feel because i don't know much about lemon tree at all um so it feels solid enough like it's a good quality toy like plastic feels good, the joints all feel good. Okay. You know, and he's got that extra backpack in the robot mode that he holds just fine. Uh there there's some there's a little bit of oddity with him. Cause the I mean it's a it is a very detailed figure. Like there there's like articulated fingers and all that mm-hmm. going on. Um but there's a few things you need to assemble yourself, like the little spikes that protrude from the front of the ship. Oh like that's all like there's nothing in the instructions that tell you, okay, feed these spikes through this little t- thing and then, like, put this thing into him yeah. so you can have, like, the spikes that, you know, uh, retract on transformation. They don't, they didn't assemble those themselves. They just put that in there, which I guess, so you don't, so they don't break in shipping or something. I was, okay, was going to say, fine. looking at them, I'm like, I, I dig it if you don't have to worry about those, but not having like paperwork to detail how to do it is is a big like what y'all doing <laughs> mm-hmm. so and there's like there's two very specific uh fillers for two screw holes that they don't there's no instructions for what these t- two tiny little things are or where they go you just have to figure it out thank you twitter that that is i found uh not not like just with like one third party a lot of third party companies when they do screw hole covers they don't really tell you how to use them uh mm. and I, I i don't think it's fun figuring out how to use them i want, no. I want to be told no <laughs> and there, there there is a hazard to this too because they are two identical plugs except one has a molded line and the other one does not oh. i want to so s- if you get those backwards i want to say i had to puzzle out most of the unicron screw hole covers as well but i might be attribute I, I also hated the instruction booklet so i might be misremembering if it was in there uh yeah yeah uh yeah that's the one thing like the quality on this toy is actually pretty good um feels good well designed 
those instructions are hot garbage. Oh, I got one worse. Barely... I got one worse for you in a little bit. Let me tell you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> very relatable. I mean, ultimately, I am very, very happy with the toy. Like that's that's my like fantasy shockwave come true. Though it's it's also one of those where uh, I'll probably leave him in vehicle mode just because I love the vehicle mode so much. And otherwise, he's just a shockwave. So it's like the only version of that vehicle on the market right it is yeah it is yeah so i mean it's that, that's not like invalid like it's the only way you can have a model of that ship mm-hmm. oh oh just to th- just to throw it out there they actually do the same trick the mp does for his hose it's just like a really dense floppy spring i mean that's a good trick to use uh yeah i'm actually happy yeah. i'm happy to hear that because i get nervous whenever anyone tries to get more clever about the hose because it's like it's like there's not many good ways to do this that don't feel like they're gonna fall apart eventually <laughs> yeah it's like no no ha- no uh takara figured that out and it's like the best idea you could possibly hope for just everyone just rip it off yeah like like i'll take articulated segments hose as well like i'm okay with that but the the kind of floppy spring thing is like it's the best of every world without worrying about the rubber deteriorating. Um, the rubber hoses got to go. I'm not down with those anymore. Uh, that's cool. I gotta I gotta. Okay, so this thing's out. It's on. It's on my to not my to do list, but it is definitely on a list of mine because I, I do like how it looks. Um, anything else uh, on topic on your end? Uh, at the moment, I think that's it. All right, then let's pop over Aaron. Uh, we talked about your uh, your That's favorite all Daniel. I had. All right, any, you want to talk about Daniel anymore? <laughs> <Or> you, no. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cute Daniel. It sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got some. Transfer- I, I, I was upset that it was uh, I that I saw Slug and uh, no Grindor because he's the other one in the wave, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that'd be the really on topic one for me. And you're like the w- <laughs> okay. That actually sounds way harsher. Didn't mean it to sound harsh. I was gonna say you're like the one person in the entire fandom who'd be more hyped to find Grindor than Slug, right? That's a crime. Why didn't they have a Grindor for you? Don't they know who you are? I don't know. It, it, it's my target has been so weird and hit or miss on like the shelves are bare, and then you go one time, and it's like, oh, there's. You know, that's like where I found Rhinox, and it was just like the only thing. So it's, I'll, I'll hit it a week for a week and hit it every day and nothing, and then give it a little while. And then a couple days later, it's one out of a case of eight or something's left on the pegs. I'm like, what? I also okay. want to know, like, who bought the grind door? over the slug unless I mean, it was one of your co-workers <laughs> that very well could have happened in which case you need to big dog on them like listen i appreciate your enthusiasm but i'm on a podcast <laughs> give me that <laughs> don't you understand <laughs> just like pulling out the actual true fan card <laughs> poor co-workers who are so happy to participate. You're like, no, I'm happy you're participating, but I, you're supposed to after me. I get the grind door first. Uh, well, I found it. I found an official Transformers toy on my doorstep because I bought it online, but it was delivered. To, I got uh, Leader Galvatron from Kingdom. 
Um, and uh, I had to do the shoulder fix. I just dove right in and did it with two flathead screwdrivers and not even nice big ones. I didn't have nice big ones. You know those little those little metal ones for, for working on watches and stuff? Mm-hmm. Used a pair of those, which turned my palms into hamburger meat, I should mention. Yeah. Uh, flashbacks to that old Bacon customization class with the Grimlock toy that we had to <laughs> use self-threading screws and those little oh, screwdrivers yeah. on. Uh, and then right after I did it, someone linked me saying, oh, you shouldn't use screwdrivers. Here's a link. Someone uh, found a, a set of nylon tools you can use to do it. That's way easier. And I was like, well, I'll retweet this. <laughs> My hands can never know about that. Um, so I fixed the shoulders. It is a terrifying fix to do. I, I I was right, by the way. If you don't care about the pin facing forward, you can just raise his arm and then swivel it back down on the other axis joint, and you get the silhouette fix. Um, you just don't have the you have the pin facing forward. What made me do the shoulder fix is be- is that when I transformed him because of the misaligned shoulder things, the little wheels on the bottom of his front treads were lower than the little wheel on the, the tripod leg on the back. And I couldn't abide that because I have some kind of brain rot. So I fixed it. And I felt way better. <laughs> but um, if you ever, if anyone out there is thinking like, oh, should I do that fix? Uh, go look up the video about nylon tools to fix it, like nylon wedge tools. Uh, but also bear in mind, it is a hard fix to do. And if you're not comfortable exerting hard adult force on plastic so that it bends for a little while, then you might just want to not do the fix. Uh, this is, however, a testament to the power of modern palm plastic. Because uh, th- those shoulders were just like, whatever. You flexed us 30 degrees, and we don't even care. Um, and I also was able to confirm, oh, yes, that is the exact same plastic as his forehead crown, which will be relevant later in this podcast. Uh, very. All that aside, I am in love with this toy. The transformation is so clever. Uh, both modes are so good. Um, in a world where Galvatron never gets to have two good mo- good modes unless he's pocket scale. <clears throat> and even then, I haven't messed with the, the New Age version, so I don't know if it ticks like all my other boxes. Um, this is very good. Uh, it is intensely satisfying how much the canon mode locks together. Uh, and I also like how if you kind of like bend the tread, the front treads in on themselves a bit, and then mess with that rear tripod, you can get him to, like, aim upwards and downwards. Like, it's really cool. Um, the, the Matrix accessory, I appreciate that it tabs into his chest only for alt mode. That's very specific and funny. Um, I don't really like those two kind of looks like his spaceship guns that he has, because they never look right to me in any of his modes. Uh, and I put them together, and then they look, like, really silly when he holds that as a gun. I don't know. I just don't really like those that much. They, they're they they're not doing it for me the way I thought they would. They look better in photos to me. Uh, but otherwise, uh, this guy, by the way, has that got... I mean, I don't need to tell you guys, but, like, he's got that thing where he looks way better in person than in photos as far as, like, his bulkiness. Like, it just disappears in person. Uh, I even don't hate the battle damage paint in person because I don't notice it very much. I only really, I only really see it a lot in photos, but I don't blame anyone who wants to get rid of it because it does also when I do see it, it just doesn't look very good. I don't know what the goal was with that stuff. Uh, it, it doesn't look like anything. the The weathering on his ankles looks okay. I forgot he had that weathering, so that that was a bit nicer. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, uh, Galvatron's very good, uh, so you should pick him up. Uh, I also picked up, this was total happenstance, another Galvatron. Uh, in this case, it was the, uh, for me, long-awaited Unique Toys Nero, uh, the end of their five-part journey of doing the best masterpiece-style live-action movie Transformers that have ever been made, in my opinion. Uh, Nero does not disappoint, however, he is also, like... He's pushing it the most, and I will say right up front, those little saw blades on his forearms, uh, I broke a tooth off of each one during the first transformation, because there is not much clearance in the back of the truck for them, and I just saw a tooth, like, fall off of one, and I saw the other one had already lost a tooth, and I was like, I guess that means the toy's mine, and then I lost a tab off one of them for an undocumented feature where they can fold away. Uh, which should have been documented because I didn't know it was going on while I was doing it, and that's probably part of the reason why I lost one of the tabs. So I had three pieces break off of the forearm saws in total, and yet I still really love owning this this toy. Uh, Challenger, their Optimus, is still the best of this series, but uh, Nero is, is overcoming an insurmountable task of turning into that truck. Uh, and having none of that truck really visible on the robot mode other than the, the wheels. Uh... In the truck mode, you can see a bit more of the robot mode in the back, but like, that, you know, I think there is a limit to how far that could go. And the, the transformation is very good. Um, unfortunately, the transformation's a hundred times harder if you try to follow the instructions. Uh, let me share with you guys a photo of the instruction sheet. Uh, I'll share the photo, and then I'll tell you that is a single piece of paper that was folded twice. Um, it's useless. <laughs> Uh, most of those steps make no sense when you're looking at the toy in person. Uh, each of those images is about about the size of a large postage stamp. You um, just grab it from either end and you push your hands towards each other until it transforms. Aaron, what if I told you that third image, if you go in the you know left to right top down order, what if I told you that third image in fact doesn't make sense on the physical toy? I could believe it. Um... Can you even tell what's happening on the se- the first image of transformation, the second picture there, with those two little arrows on his thighs? Can you tell what is going on there? <laughs> um, I cannot tell due to the distance of it, but I'm assuming the pieces get rotated inwards? Nope, you open the fronts of his thighs. Oh. Um, these instructions are insulting to the good work done on this toy because they make the transformation dangerous. These instructions are part of the reason why I had those little saw blades snap off because I gave up on these instructions halfway through and I sussed it out myself. Uh, and, and, uh, it frustrates me because the this the transformation is the feature on this and very much like this is supposed to be the final unique toys release this like the instructions very much feel like we farted these instructions out but it's annoying to me because they did the nice thing where they highlighted pieces on a photo of the actual toy doing stuff and then they just made it as unusable as possible through formatting not through the actual photos um, so go watch a video. I didn't watch a video. I don't know why I didn't watch a video. I think I was just too annoyed. I wanted to, to sit there with it myself. Because I had watched a video earlier of how it worked. Uh, but the other thing is, at the end of that transformation, I don't know if you, you actually... Okay, you can't tell. But the transformation in the instructions ends with the forearm saw blades just chilling out upright on the back of the truck. And I, I the, the folks who debuted this figure on YouTube said, oh yeah, you can fold them away too. And I, and like that, there are tabs on, there's a tab on each of those forearm saws just for that. 
is wholly undocumented. And so trying to figure it out led me to break those two little teeth off because the clearances are so tight down there. There is a very special special order that you got to kind of follow to not have the saws like clattering through three different layers of pieces. Uh, once you know how to do it, though, it's it's a beautiful transformation. It's and it has the qualities that have shone through this five part journey of everything works in chunks. Everything has linear paths of motion. It's just all weird. So if you don't get shown how it works, it's very hard to figure it out. But once you know how it works, it is beyond intuitive. It's just like you wouldn't think you'd like flip this part down, but you do. And then suddenly, you know, round parts have turned ovular all of a sudden, and you don't even know how it happened. Uh, it's a beautiful piece. Just the, the instructions are a detriment. Um, and, and also, sadly, like it is a design that about 10 of us maybe total care about, which is Age of Extinction Galvatron. Uh, but it's a beautiful piece, and if you can get a hold of one, and if you love transformation as an art form, and you watch a video and burn the instructions, uh, I, I'd recommend it. It's uh, and hopefully it's not the end of the journey altogether. But like, I don't even know the pseudonym of the designer of these things. Like, I think I read somewhere it was Black Apple, but I, I was mentioning this somewhere else. That's also the kind of thing someone who doesn't know anything would just say confidently because Black Apple is one of the few names in the field of unofficial Transformers that, that anyone has ever heard. So I don't know if that was someone who knew things or if that was just someone who was saying words. Like back when third-party stuff was more new and every single company was referred to as Fans Project, if you remember that that era. Uh, anyway, uh, I, can I can ramble on about how much I like this thing, uh, despite you know my little mishaps. But uh, Galvatron and Galvatron were a very good what I got on topic this week. Um... And that brings us to more Galvatron news in a bit. I put that one farther down. Uh, first up, one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. We got leaked a toy, and then it was officially revealed within days, probably in sheer frustration. Um, but Covert Agent Ravage is a, a PulseCon exclusive, and they mentioned specifically, Canadians can order it on Pulse. And I was like... Yeah, but that better mean it's on EB Games, because we still pay $30 shipping on Pulse, you terrible, awful platform, friggin' flip a table over. All that aside, um, it's a, a heavy, 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 heavy retool of Deluxe Kingdom Cheetor, to the point where people have theorized it might actually just be a less heavy retool of whatever Tigatron is, uh... But uh, it's it's uh, that figure retooled into the Beast Wars appearance with the full Russian accent, etc., of Decepticons Forever, of Ravage, uh, who also comes with a G1 Ravage and uh, a little cassette-shaped slot in his uh, in his packaging uh, backdrop. And I, someone else mentioned it was funny that they were kind of calling it War for Cybertron Trilogy Ravage, and that maybe they're just like, yeah, the the one we did in uh, the 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 one that just turns into the slab maybe we don't want to remember that maybe we'll just stick with the G1 version uh but i think it looks pretty cool uh i i think it's it's neat that he actually transforms probably the i mean i'm i'm kind of mean i guess to the the uh transmetal version but like this is a really good alt mode i think um despite the kind of like exposed metal thighs 
Uh, I wasn't expecting to see such a nice alt mode on this. Um, so I'd, I'd like to pick it up. If it's on Pulse, then I'm kind of stuck unless I get it on a group buy, because I'm not paying $30 shipping for this. But um, Aaron, how are you feeling about this, uh, I guess, our first Transformers convention exclusive that we know about for this year? Yeah, I, I think it looks really good. This is, you know, again, this is one of those things that gets into the level of, I. It's, this is like a re-skeletonizing of Cheetor. I... I like he has the same feet, <clears throat> like robot mode feet. I think same beast mode legs too. I believe no the fur the furry bits anyway. No, are they not? I don't believe so. They look like the same shape. Maybe to me. maybe may maybe on the uh okay the, the part that they connect the, the, to is different. Yeah, the part that they connect to is different. Everything about his torso is different everything about his hips are different yeah i think it's even a different tail yes because that tail has a joint because that tail has a joint yeah yeah because yeah it's not removable so yeah it maybe no his hands aren't the same because it doesn't have the weird like knuckle duster thing yeah <laughs> yeah it's just the it's the beast legs which means robot legs from the knees down and you mm-hmm. know the backpack legs um on the f- official photo they are reversed but i think that's just a misassembly because they're mm-hmm. on ball sockets, so it's it's something you could just do by accident. But um, yeah, I I think it's really lo- looks really good. Um, it almost seems like a thing that maybe Cheetor was designed in the beginning. Like you know, again, where it seems like they're doing a much better job about forward looking. You know, okay, we're making a Cheetor. What else comes out of Cheetor? Uh, Tigertron and Ra- Covert Agent Ravage. Okay, well let's like spend a little bit of design time before we have Cheetor locked in of how do we how do we make all of this stuff work together at the same time so you know maybe that's a little bit of Cheetor's goofiness has allowed this to actually happen the way that it has rather than doing so much more yeah sorry i was just i'm just checking the uh even the panel line sculpt on the shins is the same on on him so he is the same robot okay. mode legs from the knees down uh confirmed <laughs> uh yeah i it, the uh the the way that the whole torso is different is fascinating to me like when i saw that the the hinges the the front beast legs connect to is not the same assembly i was like ooh I am doubly interested now. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, Covert Agent Ravage and also the cassette? Um, I'm absolutely loving this. Like, short short of trying to figure out how to make that robot turn into some kind of cassette-shaped box. Yeah, I think that's about the best solution you could come up with. Just, yeah, just throw a G- G1 Ravage in there. Why not? Yeah. I think I think my only thing would be like I kind of wish it was just more like generic slab like the one in the cartoon was, just not even like with the G one stickers and everything, just straight, you know, just straight up. That's the prop they did in Beast Wars. I agree. Um, now that you're saying it, if if only to set that cassette apart, because right now it does kind of just feel like a piece of filler. Yeah, because they've reissued that cassette so many times. It's like. That didn't need to be slavish G1. That actually could have had like some unique tampo or stickers or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were if I were to drop a crit, I think it's cool that the main crit to drop on this is the cassette. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> but I have. I have no complaints about this. It's a show accurate ravage after so long. I've got 
X9 Ravage. Mm -hmm. It's a cool toy, but oh, it is not. It is not a representation of him from the show. This is beautiful. Like, I absolutely love this, and I will be furious if there's some pulse, you know, chicanery, and I am unable to obtain one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have an itchy trigger finger uh, whenever this thing goes. I think they're saying this is going up on in November first. I think it was. The- yeah, yeah. yeah they- if if there's anything tricky about this, like if they really do have Canadians having to go through Pulse, I am gonna need to reach out to locals who who might want to do a group buy because, uh, like I, I'm gonna be refreshing EB Games and hope like if 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 it pops up on EB, hopefully we can cancel Pulse orders, um, because. Like, your guys' shipping is fine. As far as I've heard, the UK version of Pulse's shipping is fine. It's Canada that still has this crap, junk-ass shipping. Uh, and they said they were going to fix it two years ago. Now, granted, pandemic, I give them, I'll give them that. But also, they looked us in the eye. John Warden looked us in the eye. And he's still with Hasbro. He's He might be on Power Rangers, but he friggin'. They looked us in the eye in Canada, and they told us they would fix it. Uh... I'm a little. I'm only miffed in the moment. It's actually not terribly important. <laughs> yeah. Here's what amuses me the most about this set. It means that in the age of the renewal of Beast Wars, the closest transmetal design to the, to come out, like the closest shot we've got right now, is Tigatron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I and, and we're also like I think it is still heavy hypothesis that this is like related to Tigatron. Like, it's only because, like, I mean, it looks a lot like Cheetor, but is retooled. That's a stretch, though, because it's deluxe size, definitely. Like, I really, I don't think it's, like, doing anything different, because there's no reason to do anything radically different with Tigatron. He just needs to be a bigger Cheetor with thicker parts. Yeah, well, I think the thighs are what, because the th- there was, like, a, these really big close-up photos of how the the thigh swivel sockets are so much bigger on this guy, and they were like, there is your evidence that this is maybe a bigger, for a bigger Cheetor, and it's like, alright, uh, but like... No, no, no. Ra- <laughs> Rav- no, Ravage is thicker than Cheetor in the show. Like, that's that's not a Tigatron exclusive thing. Like, hi- like, her hips are not a Tigatron like exclusive detail. Uh yeah, and also like like you know, given how the chest is like the chest to me is the big thing that took me by surprise like how good the chest is. But also it's like the the whole thing of this possibly having something to do with Tigatron to me feels like a bit of a stretch till we see Tigatron. Um mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm hopeful that um, there will be a decent Canadian solution because also maybe by November Pulse will have sorted out whatever it needs to sort out to ship things to Canada. Because hopefully by November, <laughs> I'm I'm really knocking on wood here, and it's I think it's not very likely, but hopefully by November, at least like <laughs> the intercontinental shipping in North America maybe evens out a little bit. But either way, that's those are problems that like are bigger than toy collecting, so I, I can't complain that much. And I'm excited. To, I'm excited about this thing. It's a really cool idea. It's, it's super topical. Looks very solid. Um, and uh, that wasn't the only new thing that we saw. Uh, Buzzworthy Bumblebee did a Bumblebee, but then grabbed three other toys to make it exciting. And then someone found this at a Walmart. (laughs) But only one. Apparently it went out by mistake. But I think a Sabertron got photos or something? Like, I I saw someone had bought one. 
mm-hmm. and apparently like it didn't even ring up, but they were able to do the thing you sometimes can do where you talk your way into getting to, to spend money on it. Uh, anyway, Worlds Collide. Uh, this is a four pack which has Nemesis Primal, a um, it's a redeco of Kingdom Optimus Primal, but with a faceplate head. Uh, Fangry, a an extensive retool of Titans Return Grotusk, Black Arachnia, uh, a repaint, a toyetic repaint of Kingdom Black Arachnia with the toy head as a new head sculpt, and then Bumblebee. <laughs> Who is now a repaint of Cliff Jumper with a bumblebee head? So it's bumper. So that's the thing I've seen a lot of people saying like this is this is like so close to being bumper. Can we just call it bumper? Uh, and he also comes with a D twenty, aka the I believe the Netflix version of the All Spark, um, mm-hmm. which I've seen now, one person is that excited the Netflix about. or was that the the Bumblebee show? No, Bumblebee show was blue. Yeah, was it the, blue? but it was but it was like a twenty sided thing. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. a D twenty, but it's like a silver D twenty with like blue energy. Lines. I thought the Netflix one was also a D twenty. Where am I? I think it is. Yeah. Either way, it's neat. I've seen one person super excited to just get that all spark, and I'm like, you know, someone could just like resin cast that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, yeah, th- that Bumblebee, I think the main thing about that Bumblebee that's funny to me is like it's the full circle where he's now a new head repaint of Cliffjumper. Um, and it also led to some theorization that like the Volkswagen version might well have been a one and done deal to only happen the one time. Because uh, otherwise, no one can really discern why one wouldn't use that tooling for this. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's the least important thing. It's just so that this can be in the buzzworthy line. These are some sick repaints, and I kind of want all of them. So ergo, I want the four-pack. Uh, Nemesis Primal. Damn good robot mode color scheme. I don't mind the ape color scheme, but I certainly agree that all the different white fur digibashes I've seen so far look way more exciting. Um... Although, like, the black matches, you know, the, the the Nemesis Prime colors that he's got, like the teal and the silver, uh, but to have to, to change the black to, like, more of a, 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 like, snow gray or white, I think would have been really cool. Uh, head sculpt, though, dead solid, I think. I don't know. I, Nemesis Primal has, like, we've had Nemesis Prime out of Big Convoy, but have we ever had Nemesis Ape Prime, maybe in Robot Masters, we had, like, a black version? No. No. Oh, so this is, like, super first time? Yeah, I can't remember any kind of evil. Like the original Optimus Primal didn't really get any kind of repainting, even in the Robot Masters line, other than the the blazing version. Oh, right, right. And yeah, and like uh, the Universe One, which was like everyone's original candidate for for a Nemesis. Yeah. Yeah, this is looking good. I I think it's really cool that they had toy head sculpts as alternates for the Beast Wars characters. Because, like, you'd, you'd kind of hope that that would be the alternate head to do, but it's nice to have some, like, soft confirmation. Because I, I, I want to see the messed up toy Rhinox head. Like, which one would they use? The one with the big ears or the, the really goofy mutant head? If I'm, if I'm remembering Rhinox correctly, anyway. Oh, oh, no, no, he has, like, this stubby crocodile-looking head yeah. for his mutant head. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um... But yeah, Nemesis Primal, I think, is is uh, is pretty solid. Uh, Fangry, though, 
like Hello Fangry. I think we're, wasn't this like the the theorized retool like however long was it 2016 so like four four or five years ago yeah I remember that being one that was like talked about yeah as a potential thing so does that open up like horrible and squeeze play now yeah I've seen the speculation of that how you could get those out of Skull Cruncher and Repugnus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're they're still always on about how they want to finish teams, right? Um, it's really it's really cool, like 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 especially like you'd expect the Autobot Headmaster Juniors would be more shoe ins just because they're vehicles, but yeah, like the the Decepticon ones are they're weird, and I, I like but that they're they're doing the weird ones. The Autobot Headmaster Juniors been on like every one of the like leak lists or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they yeah. were on those lists. This is, maybe this is them backdooring their Decepticon uh, contemporaries. It's it's. It, I mean, however they can do it, like this this whole thing being under Buzzworthy as, yeah. a, as a label is so deranged. Well, like, like <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, I think it's really just down to like Target of doing like let's do weird, odd repaint stuff because all the Walmart exclusives have been like what they got the line that's just kind of straight over repaints with the netflix stuff mm-hmm. they got which i did see so like things i saw but didn't buy was i did see the wave three netflix voyagers where mm-hmm. it was like optimus primal and rat trap with slightly different paint that i didn't pick up and the like the sparkless seeker yeah uh Brentosaur, and, Brentosaur picked up the Optimus Primal, and uh, seeing some in-hand photos, that redeco is actually really sweet. It's not enough to make me buy it, but it's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, like, if if it was, like, Nemesis Primal like this one is, I probably would have, like, I would have really thought about that and might have gotten it. But as just a kind of crisper paint on it, eh. Yeah. Well... Now you can get Nemesis Primal in this way more exciting three pack plus a Bumblebee. For so what's what's that? Did they say what the price was? Well, I mean, no, I guess if you got it in a store that wasn't supposed to have it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I don't know the full story on that either. I just know someone had it, and there's a yeah. photo of it in a cart in a Walmart, and I'm like, yeah, because I'd uh, say like pri- Primal's a Voyager and three Deluxes. That's got to be pushing like ninety dollars if we're lucky. Yeah, I, I would assume it's going to be somewhere around the Rainmaker three pack. Yeah, because it's a similar size box too. Like it's an ugly shaped box. Like there's nothing yeah. nice about no, that packaging. It, no. it, it's an ugly shaped box with a massive amount of wasted space in it. It's Let's terrible. just put Bumblebee's, you know, back hatch just up here in space. <laughs> yeah, so he's the tallest technically. Let, let, let's. Let's yeah. not adjust the layout of it. See, this is something that I I could see having some kind of like dynamic box po- posing in the box, like they used to do in the way way back. Yeah, you know, like yeah, a little room bat- for like, it. Do you remember the battle in the box? Yeah, line mm-hmm. like do something kind yeah. of like that and make it seem interesting and dynamic. You remember, and you remember you remember the one where like it, it was an arm it was an armada sideswipe repaint and they intentionally mistransformed it in box so it looked mm-hmm. like it was wrecking. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was sick. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, like that stuff involves trays, and they are tr- they are doing you know a greener movement with their packaging. Uh, 
to a certain yeah, but degree. You could, you could but... still have them like facing each other or something. Yeah, just I lashed, guess then they're not in as, there. <laughs> not as like lashed down in there. Yeah. I, mm. Um, but speak, speaking of lashes, she doesn't even have eyelashes. I'm not going over. Black Arachnia, that is an unexpected repaint, and I think it, that repaint looks really good. Uh, like it's, it's kind of kooky, but like it's, mm-hmm. it's hitting a lot of the notes that I was looking for, and like, damn. Like that head sculpt, too. Da- double damn. Uh, and like the, the spider mode, having the green mandibles under the, the kind of black, uh, head assembly with the little green eyes everywhere. Like, just the colors are speaking to me. Um, it, I really want to pick this up. Uh, and I, I am terrified of what the Canadian retail might be on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about the, the, the toy black arachnia? Like, that head sculpt is really on the mark. I'm not sure what to think of it. Honestly, I, I am I am with the crowd of I I wish Nemesis Primal did something different other than just try to like force the the normal Nemesis color scheme in, into Primal. I I do like that someone went to like a candy toy model from Japan to kind of get some kind of homage to why there's so much purple in the Beast Mode. Hmm. Like, if that's an intentional connection, okay, uh, I'll applaud you. I still kind of wish they did something a little bit different. Like, they don't all, like, not every single nemesis needs to be black and teal. Mm-hmm. The, the, the white the white fur digibashes just looks so good. Like, yeah. every one I've seen looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a... the fa- I, th- I think I'm getting this thing. Like, the black arachne is kooky. And the bumblebee is just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's. I'll get back to that point. I'll get back to that point because I've got weird points about this thing. It's the fangry. Like if I get this, it's for the fangry, and then I don't know what to do with the other three. A lot of people just want the fangry, and I've kind of been rubbing my hands with glee that I am liking so much of this. That I really like what I'm calling this three pack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because it le- I kind of like lording it over all the folks. Like, I just want the Fangry, and it's like, oh, it's too bad he's in a really good three pack with two other really good repaints. Oof, <laughs> Oof. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> yeah. See, it, it's such it's just such a weird like because they put worlds collide on there, and I like I remember the I remember those multi packs where it's like you look on you look on the back and there's like enough blurb to go. You know, it's a really weird story. Let me walk you through how these characters actually came to be and why they are clashing yeah. in, in this moment. Mm-hmm. And now this is like, oh, those mushrooms were strong. <laughs> wow. In this case, it's just like, ah. we put insignias there so that you can see there's actually no maximals. Bumblebee's just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> what would have been cool is if they, like, if they gave Bumblebee the Merc symbol back there to quietly go like, that's actually Bug Bite. That's just Bug Bite. He repainted himself into Bumblebee. Uh, see, see if we're gonna do if we're gonna do that primal repaint in white, the thing would have been to do like a Magnus, a Beast Wars Magnus. I feel and like you, something like that existed at least in a piece of artwork somewhere. The only thing I know of is like one of the third party primal repaints that was done in Magnus oh, colors. Oh yeah, yeah, the one yeah. from uh, from T Beast. Yeah, yeah, which I which I actually still want. I heard the figures like, solid. I, I think someone I know picked up the Magnus version. Yeah, uh, but it's yeah, but like that, that, that's weird thoughts on this. Like 
Black Arachnia, I think, is cool. Like, just straight-up original colors. A little bit of the box art style in there. The Bumblebee? There's two two things about two things that would make me okay with the Bumblebee. One is if, please, for the love of God, make a new weapon. Nope. We're that, just getting that... Well, welcome to your sixth copy of that weapon that can do the it, one thing. It, that that tripod not bazooka, because that's what everybody wants. But it can be well. I I understand why because it's got other integrations. But it's 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 Cliff Jumper's weapon. Yeah, like that's what made it okay. Mm-hmm. It's not Bumblebees. It's not Bug Bites. And, it's not Hubcaps. And Cliff, it's not Cliff bu- Jumper's the only one who water skied. All these other posers are like, look, I can water mm-hmm. ski too. And it's like, no, you can't. You don't know how. You'll sink because you're a loser. Yeah, <laughs> make, yeah, like make like make me another one that like. Like unclips into like a jetpack for Bumblebee. Then, then at least you're in the in the belt in the ballpark. Especially because like the water ski parts are so separate. I'm just like I'm amazed those never got turned like even into little tank treads or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> but all that aside, I would be completely okay with this release if instead of Bumblebee written on the box, it was Bumble Jumper. Like, if, yeah. if they just yeah. leaned into it, yeah. if they just leaned into it and made that official, the well, thing you know, is, I don't, I'd I don't be know down. if you could have something in a buzzworthy Bumblebee line and be that big and not have Bumblebee. I, oh, I know it has to have some kind of Bumblebee, but like, you know, geez, anyone they're trying to appease with this isn't going to care that there's another Bumblebee in there. I, I would, like you, I, you, you name it, whatever it is on the box, it'd still be Bumblebee. I would have wanted it to say Bumblebee, but then Bumble Jumper in Cybertronian glyphs. Because, like, technically, right, Bumble Jumper <laughs> never said Bumble Jumper on his package. So, yeah. this is accurate to be a Bumble Jumper. It's just that it would have been cool yeah, if they I mean, hid the words somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Cliff Jumping Bumblebee or something. Like, oh! Mm-hmm. That would have been so good! <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm mad. That would be really cool <laughs> if they put like cl- like like Bumble Jumping b- Bumblebee or something on there to like do the really loud wink. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just sitting here workshopping the buzzworthy Bumblebee line. Uh, uh, also, it doesn't matter because whatever the case, it would have had the exact same box art that all of the buzzworthy toys have that are just three Bumblebees, and it would have. Uh, imagine if they recolored one of those Bumblebee portraits for just this one. Like put make it a little <laughs> bit more orange on the face or something. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm I'm excited about this this three pack plus a bumblebee plus a bumble jumper. Actually, no, with bumble jumper, I'm I am all right with this four pack. I've come to terms. Uh, but we'll see when it comes out. Who knows when it's going to come out? Like, I guess it's in, if someone found it somewhere, then it's on. It's in a warehouse, I guess. Yeah. But what a what a my uncle at Nintendo thing though. It's just like yeah, someone Instagram messaged someone saying that they found it at a Walmart, and it's like okay. But I mean, like I could say I found something at a Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. Fo- I don't think anyone else has found one either. Like I haven't heard any reports of what. Wait, friend picked mine up today. I'm just looking down on the thread. Someone is saying someone today is saying that a friend of theirs got them. No, people are finding them. I think. There are scalper-priced ones on eBay. Yes, someone has a five... No, wait. Someone has one listed for $500 on eBay, but they're using Sabertron's photography, so there's... Oh, no, wait. Oh. (laughs) That's a fun ending to that story. Uh, Well, 
But whatever the case, we'll see when this actually comes out and what its price is supposed to go for. Um, but uh, let's talk about Galvatrons, because we also got a Generation Select reveal of Toy Colors Galvatron out of Kingdom Galvatron. My hot take on this right away was that I liked how it looked, and I was not feeling the um, chrome-plated purple plastic helmet. Or uh, not helmet, but crown. Mm-hmm. Really, still not really feeling it. But now that I've handled him, I know why it looks like that. Because that crown is made out of out of super dense palm, and they can't paint that at the factory. So I get it. Uh, that could be user fixable. Maybe the stickers will look better in person. The nice thing is those stickers are all unapplied and on a sheet. That is part of the gimmick of this one. Is he comes with a sticker sheet? Another one of those stickers are those cool diddly booper multicolor light things on the sides of his chest i really this this is a, a perfect generation selects release mm-hmm. to me it, it's a good toy done in a very different and completely uh, referenceable color scheme are you sure that the shine of the crown isn't a sticker as well oh no it is it is okay what, what i mean is if you look at the edges you can see it's also purple plastic right okay that's yeah um, i i wasn't sure where you like were went with that thing i thought that you thought it was like some no no yeah yeah. what what i mean is you chromed or something no 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 but but you could also just leave it purple and i'm kind of curious how it will look if it's just left purple um but i think that a good applied by me foil chrome sticker will be an improvement over just purple so i'm I'm Mm -hmm. probably still gonna do it uh also the matrix is green because comics and that's cool but yeah it it's hitting it out of the park, and if those sti- like those stickers not being factory applied suddenly makes those stickers cool because it means that yeah. d- they won't look like my, crap. My biggest hope <laughs> is that they're good stickers and not those super thin, like foil painted stickers. I would like that too. If they are those foil ones, I can work with that because I mean I'll, I'll be able to tell right away. Yeah, but it will be harder to make them look good. Um, uh, yeah, because I mean, ideally, especially for those abdomen chrome squares, like I would like them to be denser, so I also don't have to like try to anchor them in on a toothpick, because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that would be annoying. But yeah, Aaron, um, assuming that the stickers are of quality, let's just let's assume the best. Why not? Let's let's be optimistic. Uh, you digging this? I think it's interesting, but not so much that I would buy it. Hmm. That's totally solid. Uh, I'm I'm try I'm trying to be better. Uh, you know, it's always the uh, you know the, the the problem with addiction is it's never like you're never cured of it. It's just always <laughs> a, a a thing to be aware of and to fight. And this is one that I think I can I can do a good job of not getting. I think you gotta love Kingdom Galvatron a lot too, which part that of the or the other side of it is like the, you had Galvatron as a toy, and this is a lot more toyetic of a Galvatron than the Kingdom one is. The Kingdom one is very much more like that's well, cartoon, like car- cartoon. 100%. And I I never had Galvatron as a toy, so the gray and purple aren't calling to me the way that it is for other people. And that's yeah. fine. I, I was also going to say, if I didn't l- end up loving the Galvatron figure as much as I did, then I would say this looks really cool, but I'm fine skipping it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's mostly a testament to how well I connected with the figure itself that I'm, like, excited to own it in wildly different colors. Um, as opposed to, like, my ongoing thing with, with uh, Deep Cover, who I always see at EB Games, the 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 Earth version 
quote-unquote, looks so nice. What good colors. I don't think I love the Sideswipe figure enough to have the full, like, Sideswipe Super Sentai team. Uh, so that one I've been like, eh. <laughs> uh, TJ, how about you? How are you feeling about Select Galvatron? So, if I turn my head to my right and look about seven feet down, I can see my G1 Galvatron that I've had since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, this is hot this garbage. Does, yep. <laughs> this is. I don't know why they wasted the plastic. I already got one. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't love the toy so much that I want a second one. And, but this hits such a weird place for me. I'm not sure if I want it or not just yet. Mm-hmm. Like it's really tearing at me right now because there's part of me that does wish there was the extra mile. Like if it if it had been more the doofy toy head. Oh, if it was like, the to- if they did the toy head, I would have actually started bullying Aaron to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that would have made it for me. As it is, I still I still like the look of it. I like that they even went for this at all. I love the I, I love the fact that the, it's the creation matrix instead of just a bog standard one. Yeah, like that's a really cool touch. I am complete. I am completely on the fence here. I have absolutely like no like one way or another about this. It's just who knows. Let's let you know. Just let me ride this one out, and I I will figure it out at some point. Hopefully, a pre order or an in stock will be available then. This is also right. Like this is not a an out of the park hit when you want to get granular on it because a, I mean, it's, and there's not much they can do about it. But like the the crown needing the stickers is a huge bummer because those purple rims are still visible even with the sticker, uh, and that's just how the gang molding of this toy works. Uh, and yeah. especially with it being gang molded palm plastic, which I always kind of assume is a little bit less uh, flexible to work with than ABS because of the the nylon nature of it. That's a complete another assumption, just mostly based on I don't really see like the the palm stuff always seems to be like, and the palm sprue is the palm sprue, full mm-hmm. stop. Uh, so it's just it's just based on like anecdotal. But the other the big miss on this that like. He's kind of you can't let it go. Is that the goofball his spaceship twice guns are just black on this? This would have been the time to do them in purple so that they could challenge Purple Potato for being actual little representations of the ship in its colors from the movie. Instead, they are just black plastic, and I think that's yeah, that's a huge yeah. missed opportunity. Except the original Galvatron came with a black gun. Well, you know. The color change paint exists. <laughs> True. But, you know, this doesn't... No, you know, I'm going to say this. This doesn't look anything like his gun. So I'm not even going to... No. If they were going to... If they were going to tell me this was his gun, they would should have just made a new gun. They they uh, they had... <laughs> now I'm going to... Re- well, no, as I, as I just learned with Bumblebee, no, you can't have a new gun. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna do the thing. So I was like cautiously saying anecdotal evidence before. Now I'm gonna be this, the 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 dumbass who just starts claiming I know how toys work. Well, you see, because that shattered glass jet fire doesn't have any neutral parts, it means they had a slot for a neutral part, <laughs> and they could have they could have done a new gun for this one because they had a free slot. So. Uh, they've taken all the guns off of the jet fire that they make and they put them in here. I just haven't I haven't heard I haven't heard wasted a slot in a while and, and I missed it. So it felt like a time felt like a time to bring that one back. Uh anyway, I I'm, I'm still looking forward to this. Um I I don't think they had a Oh no, here. Uh, October is when this thing's coming out. So uh that's Oh yeah, you know what? I put in a pre-order at EB on this cuz I I found it right after the announcement went up. I just didn't look at the date. So, so you I, just remembered that you put in the pre-order? Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to mess with it. Only, again, not only, but primarily because I also adore this figure. Like, this is, this is easy top ten figures of the year type stuff for me. Like, how well this figure turned out outside of the shoulder thing. Um... But, uh, that is, that is all of our toy news. Like, I didn't actually add it because, like, I wasn't... I, I've, I've kind of forgot it happened, <laughs> but Shattered Glass Jetfire did get revealed. Um, the only Shattered Glass release to not have any kind of new tooling whatsoever, even uh, a new weapon. Um, and I, 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 I think the colors do look good. Uh, I was just kind of like, because apparently I saw someone who knows Shattered Glass better saying that like that Jetfire is kind of an original character for Shattered Glass, quote unquote original, but like it's not from you know a pre-existing design or anything. And I was like, that felt that feels like that would have been the time to like make the the faceplate add-on into like something new and like make that some kind of backbone of the character. Yeah, like go to town um, with it. Yeah, and and so I was just like wondering, like, like I'm sure the answer is simply like, well, there he already was expensive. And the retooling makes it more expensive. But I was like, because they also are, they did retool stuff on Black Zarak. I was like, I wonder if there's just something about the Commander class where it's like, in in the Excel spreadsheets of budgetary number uh, jumbles, like something about Commander class was just very difficult to do new tooling on. Because we've of the very few Commander class toys, like none of them have ever had any kind of retools, right? Like, they, in fact, this is the first recolor of one. I believe, because Skylink's never had that. Um, yeah. So maybe there's something logistics-wise that makes it difficult on a commander class. I don't know. And, and I'm not like say, I said this on Twitter. I'm not saying this is some kind of like gotcha on the toy or anything. I'm just like, it's interesting that what seemed like a, a sort of unspoken shared gimmick of the line of having new tooled parts like just didn't happen on him. Because um, the color scheme's really nice. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I love it enough to like buy a whole another commander class toy. But uh, apparently he's like a big player in the finale of the comic book, according to the blurb. Um, so that that seems kind of neat. I don't know. Like DJ, did you have much feelings about about Shatterglass Jetfire? Not especially. You know, like it, it, I mean, it's interesting that technically he's a new toy because it's based on like. Like, like, just like one of Takara's generic black repaints that they always used to do. Um, it, it's it's a fine-looking toy. It, you know, I wish they'd done some kind of re-sculpting on it. Other than that, it's just... Eh. I've not been huge on the Shattered Glass toys in general. Like, Hasbro's iteration of Shattered Glass. I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity with the line in general. 
Uh, haven't pre-ordered any, haven't really been interested in any, and I'm certainly not interested in the big expensive one that doesn't have any new parts, so... Yeah, I, I feel, like, I almost feel greedy saying it, but, like, the, the, every single one of them having either, like, new tooling uh, on the body or a new accessory, like, was kind of, that was getting me excited about every reveal of, like, oh, I wonder what the new bit's gonna be on this one. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's the exciting part. You think, like, hey, we're doing, like, a commander class in this line, and you go, oh, well, this line just does like new sculpting and adds in a whole bunch of new parts. I wonder what they're going to do. Nothing. Yeah, and the, and the faceplate is just like to me. It's like such a gimme because it's like it's like you can it, yeah. Put it a seems like it'd be about the easiest them. thing to do. Yeah, because that that faceplate. I haven't messed with mine in a bit, but that faceplate's not connected to anything, right? Like it's just a piece that you can attach to his face. And given the dystopian nature of Shattered Glass and that he's the double faction character, I'm like, oh, you could do so much stuff with that. Like, what if it's like a slave control mask or something, like a an Imperata face or something like that? Uh, this is, it felt like it was like the spot to do so that or his insignias. Like, those would be the spots to to do something really creative. Uh, and 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 that sounds like I'm saying it's not creative. I don't. Fe- I feel it's creative still, color wise, but. Anyway, I don't, Aaron, do, do, are you pretty much on the same page about this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've all three been talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was kind of hoping someone was going to have like a big like. No, I believe it is perfect. Because <laughs> I have seen a lot of people hype for it just on the color scheme alone, and that that's good to see because it's a good color scheme. But yeah, um, I I would like to pick up some of this new Shattered Glass stuff, if EB Games gets it, and I can buy it in person. If it remains Pulse exclusive, like, there ain't no way that I'm dropping the $30 shipping as well on any of this stuff. Um, it, it's a perfect impulse buy, but as a Canadian, I don't get to do that with Pulse stuff. Uh, anyway, listener questions. We got a couple of them in here. Uh, first one's from Fandoms MJ, uh, who says, Hi, I'm new and still learning my way around the site. Hope this is the right way to send a PM podcast question. It is. Um, Fandoms MJ has got two questions for us. Number one, I've been collecting Transformers for about nine years now. I was wondering if you three had any goals or milestones you think someone should reach or hit by the time they get to ten years of collecting. Whether it be something tangible, like every Transformers collector should have an Optimus Prime, to something more abstract, like every Transformers collector should have an idea of what they like when it comes to transforming a figure. Um, I, I, for me, I'd actually say that second one really hits it. Like, I, I think it, I think it is patently ridiculous if anyone's actually gonna straight face tell you, like, if you've been in this in a decade, you don't got an Optimus Prime, are you even a real fan? Like, we we backhand those types around these parts. Uh, I say that. Aaron, TJ, do you guys think someone should own a certain toy by the time they've hit ten years? Uh, if you've not... Com- collected an entire line including all package variants you're not really a collector like i thought you, you, you need could t- no yeah. no don't ever yeah. don't ever don't be we no. do we do that. cartoon character gatekeeping we don't do actual yeah, no. Yeah, no yeah that's true that's yeah. true no i mean i really it, it is more towards the abstract side of things you should know like what do you like you should get the things that you like. You should maybe try occasionally to reach out and 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 get something you're not sure about. You know, if you always got to have the you know mass market release, try like go get one of those little you know twenty thirty dollar pocket scale transformers and see if that tickles your fancy. If it doesn't tickle your fancy, don't go for a second one if you don't want it. Like to me, that's more where I I feel 
you should live. If you want to do something crazy like get one of everything that's jazz as I look in the other room and then look over <laughs> my other shoulder at the wall of one of everything that can be found that's jazz. Like, that's you and that's your collection yeah. and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to tell yeah. you that you're collecting wrong, you smack them in the face and say that Aaron told me to smack you in the face. And you, But you got to own it. You got to own that smack. You can't be like, uh. I challenge you to a duel, sir. No, it's got to like come we from. We want echo. Like, we want echo. Like, yeah. Like way back behind, you got to get the hand cupped right so it makes a good back as it yeah. contacts. When, when, you gotta, you're, you when, you're slapping, when you're slapping a gatekeeper, it's got to sound like you just slammed a gate shut. Yeah. Like it's got to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting here advocating violence against nerdy gatekeepers. It's a thing. You know, it's a thing we do. Uh, yeah, the the abstract thing. I have I have uh, a, a bit to say about it. But TJ, um, do, do you feel sort of the same? I mean, obviously, obviously, none of us think people have to own a certain thing. But like, no. Do, no. do you have anything that comes to mind of like if you've been collecting for about a decade? Like, what's what's something that you probably should have thought of at this point or, or felt? I mean, I, I I mean, I don't I don't really think there's a right answer to this because the right answer is going to be different for literally everybody. Yeah. You know, maybe your collection is at 10 years, maybe your collection is just Optimus Primes, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Maybe it's all the characters from, you know, one particular cartoon. That's fine. You know, at 10 years, your goal should be buy the toys you think you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's also the goal you should have had 10 months and 10 days into this hobby. Yeah. And that's the only goal you should ever have is just enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, the way I think about it is when you get into a new collection, and this is, like, partly my experience and partly observing a lot of experiences, for the first, like, even 10 years, like, there, the opening X years for a person, there is just a almost blinding excitement. Um of just like I have nothing and now I now the world's my oyster it's all on hand there's new toys coming out I'm going to buy new toys and like and and it's a it's a really good energy for bit but to me the thing 10 years in the abstract thing 10 years in is very much what was suggested here is like it would be good by 10 years to be able to explain what you like about transformers to yourself not not to someone who's interrogating you because then we hit those but like um to be able to say to yourself, "I'm I am picking this up, uh, and I know I'm I know I want to pick this up because," and the because not just being because it's Transformers. Because after ten years, if you are just buying all Transformers sight unseen, then you're starting to skirt a dangerous path um, of buying everything. And if it's in your means, it's cool. But like, I also find if if you buy everything, you can start to not know why you have some stuff. And I've always advocated that the more you think about why granularly you do like a thing you have, the more you enjoy it and the more fulfilling it is to own as an object. So I'd say in 10 years, the main, the only thing I'd ever tell someone is if you've been collecting 10 years, hopefully you're starting to, and I don't think you should have a final answer even, but hopefully you're starting to just feel like, I think I know also what I like for myself as a collector, mm-hmm. what my personal tastes are beyond I like the brand kind of thing. And and it would be more like just think about it. Don't have an answer if you don't have one, but it's that's the time to at least start having that as like a, a regular internal dialogue when you're when you're running your self diagnostics. Um uh, put and put that alongside, you know, the the in concrete stamped in metal command uh, of if we see gatekeepers we hit them. Um <clears throat> on, on the second question though, uh on the subject of collecting, um 
Fandom's MJ's second question is, when putting Transformers on the shelves, if you have them on display anyway, do you find yourself unintentionally making micro-displays? For example, on my Autobot shelf, I have Wreckers in the back corner, 86 bots on one side, and a line of Fembots running through the front, and emergency response vehicles on the other side. Thanks. Um... I actually would say, like, whenever I have put figures on shelves, that does happen. Like, I, I think about the the narratives or collector meta-narratives of what's on the shelf. Because uh, I think this is what my brain does. Like, I can't really turn it off. I'm like, I gotta put these like this. And then, like, even if it's just, like, heights, I'm like, I need a nice flow of heights and bulks visually. Uh, so I, I, I definitely feel like I'd do that. Um Aaron, like whenever you've put a thing on a shelf, like do you ever have that starting to happen where you're like, I'm gonna put all, the, I'm gonna put all the ambulances together? Or something yeah, like that. I, uh, I mean, I've I've now started to take down a lot of my stuff that was shelved, but a lot of it is like an Autobot shelf and a Decepticon shelf of various, like this time frame. Um, the animated shelf that I had was very much Autobots versus Decepticons and was like, you know, tall guys in the back, short guys in the front kind of like stage facing each other where they weren't like, you know, face to face, but it was at like a 45 degree angle to let it fill Mm. out the shelf, you know, do some things like that. They're not all just standing in a line, arms down at their sides. Yeah. Um, how is this? The animated thing was making me think about how I still think uniquely animated. You can just have a shelf of Autobots and a shelf of Decepticons, and somehow they look more like a curated display than a lot of other lines. Mm-hmm. It's like that specific aesthetic. It just jumps out. And like I used to have those two animated shelves, and then like Unicron trilogy surrounding them, and classics on another shelf uh, back in my West Coast uh, time. And like the animated shelves always looked more curated somehow. As though I had specifically assembled an aesthetic, and like you know, technically I did, but it was like just a line. Uh, it just it, it was such a such a characterful visual line to look at. Uh, TJ, like you've got shelf stuff going on, so have you ever had this happen where you're like just unintentionally creating micro displays? I mean, I could say uh, I could say yes, but that's a lie because it's <laughs> never un it it's never unintentional is the thing. Yeah. In my head, I'm in my head. It is active. I have to put the '86 movie cast together. I have to put the headmasters together, the seekers together, the Decepticon triple changers together, uh, Red Alert and Inferno, always together. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know. And then my bigger problem comes when they start mucking around with things. Like, okay, I, I can put, I can finally put Galvatron. Cyclonus and Scourge together. But if I do that, I still have to put Tailgate next to Cyclonus. <laughs> Thank you, IDW. Yeah, I mean for for me, in my brain, uh the the current the Kingdom Studio Series trio, uh a version of that trio is very much the eighties cartoon Galvatron and his his two sons slash caretakers. Uh, kind of thing like that because I don't know why, but it's like the the cartoon Cyclonus and a good cartoon Galvatron to me like just nullifies IDW out of my brain, and I'm like, no, this is this is Cyclonus looking after his dad in the web world. Like this is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are the two career like, henches. <laughs> it, it would help if I had like like scra- like scrawny uh, Cyclonus from IDW separately. Like I, I never yeah. got that 
I never got a Seclosa kind of properly represented him, but the the feeling is still there. Like, uh, but yeah, like it, it just because it's it's pleasing to my eye to see certain characters together. Yeah, because you know that's just the way I always imagine them. I I, you know? I wonder if one could permeate the word unintentional in this because the way you describe it of like you know it's, you're, like, you're doing it intentionally, but it's like well these got to go together, these got to go together, like. Maybe less unintentional, more like unconscious. Like you're still conscious of it, but it's like there's no question. It's like the triple changers go together. Eighty six yeah. movie cast goes mm-hmm. together, and I'm like, yeah. there's, like it feels like that's sort of in the spirit. It's not unintentional, but it's definitely like you're not sitting there going like, you know, maybe the eighty six movie characters should go together. It's like the science says the eighty six movie characters go together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like if you're, like, loosely just putting things together on a table and you just happen to put all the red things together, all the green things together, your brain just went, yes, of course that all goes together. Yeah. I, I think I think that's still in the spirit of the question. Um, by the way, uh, Fandoms MJ added a very nice PS, which is that they've been listening to the podcast for at least four years and want to say thank you because it makes uh, bad days a little brighter and helps them keep their sanity while doing crazy things like hunting down all 900 Korok seeds. Um, no, all you're going to get some poop at the end of it. <laughs> it's about to say, isn't that the thing don't, where the reward don't, don't is? Tell them that. Yes, you get Heshu's gift. It's isn't poop. that? A, I think that's a perfect reward, though, because it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's like you chose it's the most. Tr- it's the most trolly thing I've ever seen Nintendo do. It's like you chose to do this. We never told you there's going to be a grand reward at the end. So I don't here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's hilarious, is what it is. Um, but uh, thank, thank you for that kind PS. Um, our, our second listener question uh, we got here is coming in from XL Hedge. She says, "Hello, oh true great masters of WTF and TFW, TJ Omega, Unicronus, Aaron Primus, and their man servant Vangelis." Um, I'm I, by the way, I you guys do owe me a couple paychecks, um, and I, we are unionized, so uh, I, I expect to see some action taken on that. Um, well, I mean, we we do have these list of uh, guidance. Uh, counselings that you've refused to sign. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can put those through with with our union. Um, you know, you just got to fill out the right forms, and we'll get the process going. And uh, it's, okay, it's well, mutually well, beneficial. We, we've for talked all with of the us. union. It's you that's holding it up. No, no, no. The, the, you've been talking to the wrong union. You got to talk to the some, union I'm some, a part of. Something about saying I'm rubber, you're glue doesn't mean that you know you need to do your job. You gotta you gotta talk to the union I'm a part of, not the mainstream okay, union. Okay, which union is that? I'm not allowed to say that on a recorded medium. It's part of the union okay. agreement, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, the question is, is there any Transformers figure that you refuse to convert? For example, too long or too complicated, fear of breakage, or you simply forgot how? TJ, is this like just like a serendipitous question for you and that Masterpiece Hot Rod? <laughs> I know. Like, how did you know? Uh, it's... No, like there, like I already said, there's part of me that might actually bite the bullet on that one, just because I might enjoy that one in vehicle mode better than the commander class coming up. If there's plenty that I don't want to transform anymore, and that is for a multitude of reasons, you know, there's like I have Beast, I have uh, Beast Wars Neo Galvatron or Beast Wars Two Galvatron, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got GPS issues, so it just stays in robot mode forever. I was gonna say which, like like GPS and G1 toys almost feel like they're an exception to this kind of question because like no one really should be transforming most of those very much. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean a G1 toy like, like if you know like if you know what the 
fragile points are is not a terrible thing. I remember I did a review of G1 Mirage, and, you know, I full review, here's the vehicle, transform it, here's robot mode, and I get comments going, I cannot believe you actually transformed that. Do you realize how lucky you are the waste didn't break off? Like... It, I just turned it. Like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I'm I am thinking of like some of the career rickety stuff um, in in general. Just any, anything where it's like transforming or or engaging with the figure decades later is just like invariably like destroying it faster. Is like I think those are sort of exempt from this kind of question because because like unlike, like other it's more like if you if you're like no i transform my gps ridden toys it's like well that's not really about you messing with your figures that's about you just being mm-hmm. a risk taker <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i mean i think beyond that the one like the one i refuse to transform is uh mp megatron 2.0 because one it is a quite complex figure and it's not it's not the kind of transformation I enjoy doing. And two, I am scared to death of scratching the ludicrous amount of paint that is on that toy. He's got to be like me and like break a little tab off so that you stop caring. <laughs> like, Just well, previously chew on it for a couple of minutes, and you're like, nah, it's no. good now. Now this one belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's valid like there's there's some like like i i would actually say i'd i'd prefer to transform that figure over the original masterpiece megatron but the, that's also because the original masterpiece megatron also skirts the line of I mean, like parts of this transformation actually actively are destroying bits of the figure so I mean, I mean i just per- i would just prefer not to own that version of the figure in the first place i know eventually we will all have the golden lagoon version if even if we didn't buy it like we'll just find it in our shopping bags at a convention no uh, no eventually all of them will be the golden lagoon version as the rust consumes it true well then, then we'll get those for free. We're basically somehow we will all be slipped a Megatron if we don't have one. Uh, is my belief over the next two decades. Um, I like I like the idea of like the, there, there's like a secret smuggling ring of oversized plastic guns. Yeah, they're just gonna slip into you know just before you get on the airplane. Yeah, it's like oh here have this <laughs> complimentary compliments of the house, uh, Aaron. What about you? Is there a type of Transformers figure you just don't want to transform? Um, Beast Machines, guys. I think just about everything. So I put away Air Attack Optimus Primal, which I guess that was actually an R.I.D., not Beast Machines, but it was a Beast Machines mold with clear plastic in odd places that's load-bearing and broken. Um, The Night Scream. Night Scream? Was that the bat? Night Scream? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like the big it, one of him, he completely franged apart. Yeah, I forgot um, about I forgot about like decades later Beast Machines and some Beast Wars stuff yeah. like non GPS. Also, that yeah. also almost falls into that same category of like, well, we all know transforming yeah. it is bad for it. So, we- <laughs> and it was, and that's the thing. Like Night Scream had fallen apart a while ago, and it was just like kind of putting the the two or three major pieces of it together in the same bag. Air Attack Optimus Primal had held out for a long time, and it was just straightening out his legs, holding it like. At the pelvis and at the hip, and just going kunk kunk, and then like it puked out some plastic shards. <laughs> it's like the least leveragey way to 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 do it, and it still went. So I I still hope as we further democratize three D printing to the casual user that 
we have a renaissance of like people just making new little bits for those kind of parts, like the ratchet chunks and mm-hmm. things. Uh, I think gen- genuinely, I think there's a good chance once 3D printing stops being so niche that like it's like picking up Photoshop to make a new 3D printed part kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you need a skill set, but it's not so and, far away. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point, like as as I want to think that is. Probably wouldn't be too difficult of a couple parts to print. Yeah. Um, it'd be like color matching the plastic would be the rough part. I think the color matching would just have to be like that's out of the question for now. Yeah. Like like we, we let that go just so that the, the mechanical motion can still work. I For me, like the, the next stage of 3D printing is that it's, it's actually feasible to have one in a tiny apartment without having to worry mm-hmm. about gassing yourself. <laughs> uh, they're they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I I I followed someone who has a similar apartment scenario who got a resin 3D printer and basically has constantly stated afterwards, I probably shouldn't have gotten this resin 3D printer living in an apartment. This has been more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that that to me is kind of like yeah, that's sort of that's the new line we're at now of like you sort of need a room, not a, even a whole room, but you need a place for it to live that isn't your living room. Yeah. Um, once uh, we but, once we can have them in like like just on top of your desk, then I think we're in a new place. That's fine. Yeah. Beyond that, things that I refuse to convert, just overly complex stuff. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit there and and transform. Like, I just put the um movie masterpiece Starscream back in his box and had to go from the robot mode to the jet mode and man that i hope that's the last time i have to transform that thing because none of that's fun and it just takes forever with so much fiddly bits and uh, why uh, it's, it's all in this, all in the name of that, that slim yeah. jet mode. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. as slim as it can be anyway. For, for me, it's like generally even something that's complicated, as long as I, there are parts of it I enjoy that I'm like, no, I'm okay to, tr- to, to transform this. If there is a transforming figure where I, I actively don't want to ever transform it again, usually I stop owning them now. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real exceptions being, like, this is out of nostalgia, my alternator's Nemesis Prime, because that was such a saga to get a hold of. Uh, I've never bought another version of that mold, because alternator's Optimus Prime is bad and doesn't work is in, in a capsule. Um but like that that's really about it otherwise like i just you know there's a lot of super complicated third party stuff where i can tell in videos that it isn't my thing like the the devil's whatever um movie devastator set that's been coming out all of those look like a nightmare uh to transform and all in hand accounts i've read are yeah i'm only doing this once and then it's going to live in combined mode and i'm like yeah it's cool i don't want to spend that much money on something i'm never going to transform with, when it has all the parts yeah. to do it so i just i just skip it um like I guess there are some like there are some like you know that old masterpiece Rodimus. I don't really want to transform it that much anymore. Uh, but in, in my case, it's mostly when I think transforming it is is a physical detriment to its its lifespan. And and I mean, all transforming is a physical detriment. But like when it's like actively like this is this is you can see the line going down on the brittleness of the plastic bits or whatever. That's probably where I would say I leave things alone. But. Mm. 
that, that's about it. I just I just don't like I I need to enjoy a transformation, and I there are a lot of complicated ones I do enjoy, uh, but if I don't, then I usually just don't even pick it up now. <laughs> um. And uh, second question, final question for this episode. How would you do a Power Rangers Transformers crossover? Which Power Rangers team? Cybertronians morphing, uh, Megazords combiners, Vector Sigma giving light to Megazord, Zed with the Allspark. Um, so we can't use any of those. So we have to be very creative now <laughs> to answer this question. Um, I, I think that really I just want to see like them do it in the, the crossovers, the, you know, the, the Transformers cross, you know, one figure per brand line that they've been doing. Uh, that's what I would want to see. I don't know what it would be. It would. I think it would need to be that. It would need to be a combiner team because then the combiner team members are the Sentai team, the Power Rangers team. Um. So that really, it's like. Is that the like you make a Dinobots team? I was gonna say it's it's kind of like I just want Transformers to be the Megazord, and then like that starts to get into the realm of like, well, there are actually now Megazords one can cite that work like that. Not necessarily in the toys, but like you know the the concepts. So yeah, just like a combining team, really. It would, and I would, you know what? I would like it to be a three person team because then they got to do the Sun Vulcan pull, and then we're then we're getting into the we're getting into the realm of the stuff I'm down with. But that, that's really about it. Like combiner team means that you're hitting the Power Rangers notes at the same time as a Transformers note, and that that seems like a thing to do. Well. Well, I have another idea, but I don't know. Do you, uh, TJ, do you have any any other ideas for how like one could cross brand for a figure or two? This seems this feels like a question that I had already thought of in my head and already had an answer for, and now I can't remember it. Uh, I got a left field answer, which is if they if they don't want to do a combiner team, which is super obvious. Do a role play toy that turns into a transformer and like tap into that for the collab stuff, like a morpher that turns into a robot or a, a you know blade blaster turns into a robot. The dragon dagger turns into the green ranger. Oh, dragon dagger just turns oh, into to- just turns into Tommy with full fleshy face and everything and a ponytail. <laughs> uh, no, like I part of me feels like uh, Grimlock us over on Twitter nailed it. Just a, a repaint and maybe a retool of the Power of the Prime Dinobots. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That one was really well done. With a little bit of retooling to get the Mastodon in there. Yeah, like that. That would be a pretty cool way to do it. Um, like outside of that, like I, I was trying to get something in my head that was like more Ranger centric. I mean, if this that makes- if this adds anything, I would also not want this to be Transformers characters or Power Rangers characters. Like, I'd want that collab thing where it's a new character. Yeah, for sure. Like that 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 yeah. would be the thing. Like, even if it's you know the Dinobots molds, like as long as they aren't the Dinobots or the Megazord, like they got to be someone new who is both brands fused together. Like to me, that's the draw of collab is that they're new characters. Um. Which has me thinking about all the roleplay toys that had a robot mode, right? Like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, technically, the warrior wheel, right? Like that starts as a little wheel that they throw. Mm-hmm. It's the war. It's the warrior wheel. The one that comes to mind is Zuban from Zuban. Yeah, Zuban's who I was thinking of. Like someone in that vein, but who is Cybertronian, feels like that could be a really cool way to to hit it. Um. And make their yeah, someone in that vein. They got a role play toy alt mode, they got a robot mode, and then they got a built in super mode for the morph. 
and then you got you got like all the notes hit without like just phoning it in. Well, phoning it in is being rude about it, but like without without being obvious, you know, like I just don't I don't really know what I what you'd call the character. Like I think I I wouldn't want to come up with the name because I want someone more creative than me to come up with a name like Zordicus. <laughs> it's Zordicus. Zordicus. That's that's <laughs> ultimate expanse realm. That's like that's like Ted in the coffee room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should say I, I finally saw Ultimate Expanse in person today at an EB Games. Uh, it's still a little bit too expensive for me, but it, it was really nice to look at in package. Um, it was like 80, 80 Canadian. That's a lot. That's more than leader class. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like My any other head is still spinning here. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say any other ideas on this one, or should we should we move along? The the one that the like the one in my head is like could we like I hate to beat the mold to death but there's part of me it feels like if you had done like uh Grotusk again and like gave him like a T Rex beast mode and that way your headmaster could be a Titan Master Power Ranger yeah that he could actually ride and pilot in the beast mode. And then turn into the ranger head in the in the robot mode. That that would hit the notes in that layered way I was looking for as well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then, then you have like you have you have a character expanding itself into something more powerful, which to me is like the way Power Rangers would interact with with a Transformers collab. Um, this is also all leaving out the part where like the current Sentai series is literally robots who turn into <laughs> Zords who then mm-hmm. combine. I mean, we. Oh, you know, let's 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 be fair. If you go go back to Power Rangers Turbo and the Rescue Megazord, we've already seen basically yeah. that. Yeah, that also at the top. That's the one I, I meant primarily was because that's literally vehicles to robots to combiners. So like, on on the bright side, it means like all that ground has been trodden. So there's mm-hmm. a lot that that one can pull from if if this was an actual project. No, hopefully they can do it. Like it, someone was mentioning this, and I agreed. Like like they've done all these collabs, but like. They still haven't done, like, a collab with a major one of their own lines. Like, they've done all these collabs. There's, like, a Universal Studios collab coming, and there's still no G.I. Joe Transformers at all. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's like, it's like you can't even say G.I. Joe's, like, that polluted a brand anymore, because it was just pointed out on Twitter recently, like, they got six, six-ish inch lines going on for G.I. Joe now, because they got Classified, Mezco 112 Collective, and Super 7. Just technically seven inches. Like, that's three separate licensed G.I. Joe lines happening at the same time. Like, that ain't bad. We also have the Snake Eyes movie coming out, and I believe they announced a cartoon for 2022. I did not hear about the cartoon. That's that's cool. The The Snake Eyes line, I think, is... Well, the six-inch figures are still under classified, I believe. Because I keep seeing the Baroness. I keep seeing classified Baroness, and I'm like, what's everyone complaining about? And it's the movie one. Um... But I'm, I'm, I'm still a little, I'm still a little distant from a lot of the current GI Joe stuff. My elevators in my apartment building have TV screens that show a poster for it now intermittently, and I feel like I'm getting invaded. Like I'm just, I just want to go get my mail, and it's like Snake Eyes coming out. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, does it have to? Jeez, what do you? It looks fine. Like if I was gonna say, if someone said, "Do you think that Snake Eyes movie looks good?" I'd be like, "It looks like it could." Be f- Actually, no, throwback. It looks like if they do it well, it could be great, but if they screw it up, it could be a disaster. There we go. Um, 
Let's get into some off-topic stuff. Some off-topic what we got this week. I got I got some off-topic stuff this week. And not even more board games, although I also got another one of those. But, uh, Aaron, uh, did you do anything off-topic that was not a household disaster this week? Not really. Did you also manage to not have any household disasters this week? Yeah, I managed to not have any household disasters this week. Woo! Yeah. Fourteen days since the little sign. Yeah, someone keeps flipping the number on. I I, I did go ahead and do the first like I'm gonna just run fifteen twenty gallons out of my uh, out of my water heater down the drain. Like the guy suggested, maybe that's what we should do to help things out. That's progress. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, it was but what I almost opened the podcast with until I got distracted by all the other interesting things and cool stuff like birthdays was I was going to be like, so it's been two weeks. Did you guys put out all the explosions? Blah, blah, blah. Because, um, you know, the early part of July is when all of North America tries to uh, immolate all mm. of the dry parts of the continent. Yeah. I'm, um, mm. yeah. I appreciate how much like April Fools, more and more people are are. Uh, falling to the end of like yes it is kind of obnoxious <laughs> yeah well it used to be more of an animate discussion but nowadays it's, it's mostly just like no yeah it sucks 4 a.m fireworks shouldn't be mm-hmm. happening ever um especially under a heat dome well uh tj um off topic did you have any stuff going on uh one extra number on the end of my age that's right. You are now legally allowed to own expensive Transformers. Finally. You got away with it. For so long. <laughs> Despite reviewing them and talking about them for years on this podcast. Yes. All under a pseudonym. They can't connect you to anything. Oh, Omegas who? I, I don't know who you're talking <laughs> yeah, that, about. See, we, lost, we lost that one. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got some. I'm glad it's only... Are you good? Good. So, I appreciate getting to uh, take his place with the only two remaining original podcasters that are left. That's right. We had to, sadly, we had to consume everyone else. Uh, That's not true. We don't eat people here. Legally, we confirm we don't eat people here. Um, When I went to EV Games, I finally saw in person Masters of the Universe Origins that I thought actually looked cool. So I picked up uh, Evil Lynn and Faker. And I was kind of confused. It's like, oh, I thought Evil Lynn was like the funny looking, like, lemon person from the toy line. That's when I found out Origins has been doing, like, color variants based on other stuff already. So I got the 2000X version of um, Evil Lynn, and I got Faker, who's the only Faker that they've done. Uh, TJ, you, t- you talked about these and then I saw them. And so it was like the perfect moment for me to buy toys. I probably shouldn't buy So I left a whole bunch there that I'm never going to pick up because I don't think I care about most any protagonist from He-Man. I have, I have decided because <laughs> they had Ram man and clamp champ and Fisto. And I felt nothing when I looked at them. <laughs> you, you should feel nothing. Cause like Ram man was just kind of a, like he's one of those stereotypical dummy characters, and the other two were non-existent characters. They they were toy gimmicks given names. I feel bad because Fisto and Clamp Champ feel like characters who 
were designed for one gimmick, but then a writer would have gotten a hold of them and made them really cool in a story somewhere. But it's um, even if that happened, it didn't carry through. To <laughs> go, go watch the 2000 X He-Man series. Fisto did some really cool stuff. I, yeah, I, I, they I, actually used him really well. I, I understand. I, I came to understand he was solid in that show, but I'm like specifically, it's the duo of Fisto and Clamp Champ. They feel like they'd be buddies. Because it's like, what do you do? I got a big fist. What do you do? I have a clamp, and I'm the champion. And, like, it feels like that, I don't know, somehow they feel like a duo to me, but I'm not going to give in to my headcanon tendencies, because that's just, because also, Clamp Champ is expensive, because he's a deluxe. Ram Man is pretty damn expensive, I should say. (laughs) Uh, I watched a video to see how he works, and I'm like, okay, I kind of get it, at least, but Ram Man is a friggin' human bowling pin. Like, I just, I... Not very interested, but these are the closest thing to the uncanny valley I've ever seen in a toy that exists, like, physically. Because, uh, yeah, like, the articulation on the male body is so weirdly good for how it looks. What I will say is Evelyn is not as good. The female body does not take to the joints as well. And also, I'm going to share another photo here, extremely frustratingly... The socket and peg sizes are all different on the female body, so you... I was able to balance Faker's arm on her shoulder socket, but it doesn't fit. Uh, and all of her joints just feel a little bit more limited, some, like, you know, by the sculpt, I guess, but, like, given how Faker looks like he should also be limited by the sculpt in the same way, but isn't quite as much, it's a little bit annoying. Like, I, I feel like the female character body, like... Just didn't it didn't come out of the oven as well as the male body. Um, that said, I went back to EB Games today to get my edge discount on Galvatron, and I maybe picked up Merman because I went home leaving Merman behind, and then I found out that this was the Wave Five Merman who has the goofier head sculpt and the better armor, and I was like, well, I do like the goofier head sculpt more than the whatever Wave earlier Merman had, and he's only like thirteen bucks, so I guess I'll pick up Merman. And now it started. Now every time I see <laughs> a villain character who isn't a deluxe, it's going to be like. Well, it's like the cost of like a fast food meal, so why don't I just pick it up? And then I'm gonna end up with like thirty friggin' Origins villains that I don't even care about. I already know what's gonna happen, and I said that it wouldn't happen, and Merman has broken down that barrier. I have something else to reveal. Paternia John said, Oh hey, Scareglow is back up on Amazon USA. And so I was like, Well, I'll just go take a look at that. And then they had Wave One Skeletor for like under ten bucks on Amazon. So I was like, Well, if I put the two together with the shipping, it makes complete sense if I also throw in this discounted yellow skin evil in. So I have three coming from America now because I wanted Scareglow. So it has absolutely started. This stupid pattern has absolutely begun. <laughs> what did I just say about acknowledging when you have these potential issues and trying to head them off at the pass? I thought I did, and Mer- I'm blaming Merman, really. Merman's the problem. The o- the only other ones I want, I would like Battle Armor Skeletor for the other head sculpts to go with the Wave 1 head sculpt, because I kind of like how those head sculpts all work as, like, different expressions. And I would like Hordak. I would kind of like Trap Jaw, but it sounds like he's troublesome. So anyone, like anyone that's troublesome to get, now that I got my Scare Glow, I'm not going to go through trouble. But if they do a Frank Langella Skeletor in this aesthetic, I will pay like top dollar for it. I should just mention. Anyway, perfect line to buy one of, I would say. If you can stop yourself and you think just toys are cool as an art form, uh, these are 
in a weird way, um, skirting an artistic line despite being mass produced by Mattel. Um, and just you know, make sure you cap yourself. You will own no more than ten. That's now my current thing: is Faker, Evil, and Evil, and Skeletor, Skeletor, Merman. That leaves me with four more slots: Hordak, Trapjaw, two more slots. I can't even think of two other He-Man characters I care about, so I'm golden. I'm good. I'm not buying Castle Grayskull. I already I already looked at what that thing is. That's ridiculous. Um. Anyway, TJ, this is somehow your fault. Uh. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I forgot. So where are you at with this line? Like, are you done? Do you have the one you want? Or are you like... No, no. I pick and choose. I don't go I don't go falling down a rabbit hole. I just kind of throw the fishing line in and yank the rabbit out I want. Yeah. I, I've, got, I've got the battle-damaged He-Man. I've got the normal Skeletor. I've got Hordak. And I, I think that is, like, basically it at the moment. I'm... I am scare-glow curious. I'm not, like... In on Scareglow just yet. If I happen to see him, I would probably grab him. Um, I think the one I am waiting for, if they even have the guts to do it, would be Stinkor. They are doing Stinkor. I, I looked into this. To get, I'm He's... going to get Stinkor. <laughs> Stinkor and Webstore are both happening, which is very frustrating to me because those are two more that you could get me with. Like I, so I. This is how I know I'm not so, going to do every villain. I I don't care about Beast Man. So I'm not bothering with him. I don't think I actually care about Triclops. I just think he's funny. So I'm skipping him. Merman is a funny fish man, and I do like those. So I feel okay about that, because he's only the one Merman, and I don't want the other one. So I'm still in control. Trapjaw's a maybe, but Trapjaw I have to find <laughs> on a shelf for normal price. And I know that he's one of the ones people always scoop up and scalp, so he's probably never happening. And a lot of other like the, what I think they I think Ninjor is out there somewhere, and I think He Man yeah. Ninja Man looks dumb, so I don't I don't want that one. He's just a super buff ninja. Yeah, That's I I never it. felt anything for that one. I'm Jeez. not going to pull up the big bad toy yeah. store listing of every wave. <laughs> you know what's scary is at the shop we have a vintage Stinkor, like the 36 year old Stinkor. It still reeks. Yeah, I had a Stinkor as a kid. Uh, so yeah, so did I. And every time I, if I actually go into my old bins in the storage room, if I come across him, oh yeah, yeah, still there. All right, so there is a Ninjor. I think his name is Ninjor. Yeah, he's Ninjor. He's it, yes, he's in, Ninjor. Frustratingly, he is in the wave with Hordak. So the wave four was Hordak and Triclops, Ninjor, and Stratos. And I only want Hordak, so I'm not buying a wave for Hordak. I'm looking at Triclops then, again, and I really don't think I care about Triclops. Then, then get yourself get yourself like the deluxe Hordak with like the buzzsaw pop open chest. I looked at him. I want the colors on normal Hordak. I, I think I prefer those colors. Um, the other ones they've got. Okay, so there's gonna. It looks like there's gonna be a rerun that's already sold out. Never mind. But those, the Scareglow wave also had had Trapjaw. It's got many faces. I only want the New Day version of that if I pick that up. I, I saw that in person. I regret passing on it. I passed on it, too, and I slightly regret it now that I know that the body's good. Um, that one I might... That's the only WWE one I've been tempted by, which is saying a lot, because, like, you can sell me the Fiend easily. I think that their Masters of the Universe Fiend looks dumb. 
Like, I think they really screwed that one up, so I don't care for it. And Orco! I forgot they did an Orco. I hate Orco, so that's, that's never <laughs> happening. Uh, I think Tila and Man at Arms both look like goofballs. I don't want either of those. I'm just looking at this at this at the rundown here. Roboto looks neat, but I'd need to find him. He's in the wave with... No, he's not. Webstore and Stinkor are in the same wave. That wave's going to be a problem for me. I want two of those. I'm safe. I'm basically safe. Oh, it's good to know that I'm not going to spend lots of money. I am Is so it bad that every time you said web store, I felt like that should be an online exclusive? It's, this, is, this, is why, this is why Mattel is a bottom three brand now. Because <laughs> they don't do the good ideas like that. Uh, anyway. Um, I also, it's very easy to not fall into a rabbit hole with Masters of the Universe Origins because the He-Man collectors have collectively created a, a rabbit hole that is also a vortex, uh, and you can't just collect all of it without being heavily invested. So, Big Bad Toy Store has Hordak on his own. Look at that. Huh. Huh. Different country. Of no use to me. Um, anyway, other off-topic stuff. I... I bought a... Okay, so you know I've been buying board games, right? No, really? Um, Do tell. So I've crossed another line. I just bought my first GMT game. Uh, GMT games do these, like, like they do the war game, war game. I just bought a game called Space Empires 4X. Uh, it's a 4X game. Um, it's a game in which you explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. The The map is just a bunch of hexes, and all the components are just... Uh, hundreds of little cardboard squares. So I've got one of those now because I looked at how it runs and I saw sandbox elements that reminded me of, of what I've seen in Mage Knight so far. And I've now gone so deep down the hole that in a year and a half ago, I would not believe you if you told me that, that a, a cardboard chit component game by GMT Games would be on my radar. But like... I, I've been excited about this one, so I'm, I'm looking forward to messing with this very bland-looking game. <laughs> and I also kind of want to pick up one of the coin games, because I got a print-and-play coin game, and now I kind of dig how the coin system works. And the print-and-play game isn't by Volko, it's not by the main coin guy, but like... There's a coin game that came out last year about Gandhi and the decolonization, uh, the British decolonization of India, and it looks like it's really fun as a game system, and I think I kind of want it. So I'm now I'm starting to dabble in those, like, the people who, who move cardboard squares around with tweezers on a board kind of thing. You poor dumb bastard. I, However, here's where I'm safe on this one, and I've been thinking about some of these for, like, a year. Some of the most lauded ones are based on real-world conflicts, and I cannot see past the setting. As good as Fire on the Lake is... I don't want to play a game set in the Vietnam War because I can't comprehend enjoying that. So thankfully, they put one out about Gandhi, where two of the factions are fully nonviolent, and I'm like, that actually is way more interesting to me. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, I'm looking forward to us playing all of these games the next time you come to Toronto. <laughs> I mean, that's one nice thing. So Alfie, uh, just this week. I kind of, it's not necessarily what I got this week, but what we as a couple got this week. She started her her new job uh, Mm -hmm. working for landscaping for the university. And she, like, her first couple of days had a bunch of odd questions like, how does sick time normally work? What are paid days off? Oh, I went through this when I first worked for government. 
because it seems so because i had when you're not in that system that system sounds ridiculous to you as a person i know this feeling yeah so like <laughs> you know what what's a retire retirement plan is that like when you get new tires is that what that is um so part of like our discussions now have been when you know part of the reasons why and how we would time things for like our trips to TFCon or or you know other vacations was to use as little like time away from here as possible because you know for her it was a whole lot more time as money so that may be something like we're talking about like our next canada trip may be a week long like go up and see people and try and see other sites that isn't just a certain hotel in mississauga so yeah and i could just take up you know like 18 hours of your time with one game and maybe i don't know (laughs) You can drag your happy ass down here for, like, a 24-hour game day. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, like, hey, let's go hit Gen Con, but I guess we'll see if Gen Con yeah. exists next year. Now that They <laughs> they just showed off their dealer floor map, and eBay has a giant spot. That sounds like someone's soul getting ripped out of their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that and had to... I don't... They got. What is, I, sorry, I didn't hear about this because I've been dogging on them for for the thing that we talked about off mic before on on DMs. Their whole uh, approach to health. Mm-hmm. This eBay thing, like, what happened? Did one of them just take a brick to the? Did the uh, people running it take pop. a brick to the head? Like what? Blarp. There you go. Uh, an exhibit ex- exhibition hall PDF. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, why eBay has a full I, logo and a yeah, that's that's a significant amount of floor space as well. What does eBay have? <laughs> yeah, I like come buy your Gen Con exclusives and come here and we can show you how to sell it online. I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. eBay has nothing to sell. I'm just sitting here, unless they're selling <laughs> cubicle space, like, you know, those stores where you can, like, you can rent a little box, mm-hmm. like a little cube, and you put your things you're selling in there. Like, that's, that's... like at least Funko <laughs> has a board you... game, right? Yeah. Like, are, are you... <laughs> yeah. Well, are, they have a board are, game are you... system and then a bunch of things inside that system. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard it's fine. It's just, it's, it's fine the same way other things I, I like more are fine. Yeah. So... I mean, like, are you are you having are you having like purchasing regrets over something else here? Yeah, drop it off with us, and maybe we'll give you seventy percent of what it sells for when you come back. The thing <laughs> is, they that probably is what they set up is like sell your things right away. How friggin' cynical is that yeah. to have like a funnel for your exclusives in the show floor? I I mean, I'm making assumptions, but also, what else is eBay doing with a booth that big that is the same size as entire tabletop companies? Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, the other few things that I was interested to see, like Wormwood has has a big chunk there. Um, but they like sell tables and stuff. Yeah, they're, so they're, like I can see always like, big, isn't it? Like uh they're uh, I think they seem like they're bigger. And if Gen Con is like other conventions, it's like if you're of a certain size, other people have to leave or they have to get more floor space if you want to buy more floor space. Yeah. Like, they end up limited. But once you've got so much floor space, that's kind of your floor space, which was a big deal when, like, Paizo and some of the other, like, t- 
traditionally very large, like, floor space places said that they weren't coming to Gen Con. Because I'm I'm sure that there was some part on the back end that's like, yeah, we're not coming this year, but, like, we're going to get our big space back again if we, uh, like, a named sponsor, right? Yeah, that's actually the biggest sized square you can own i'm just looking it's bigger than ebay's thank goodness yeah but like also i'm guessing that you had to pay extra to get your logo on the map because like wormwood's block has enough room for a logo is the biggest but doesn't have a logo but then like game trade magazine over on the left side has their logo and like the one even see it 22 that's that's so small I was gonna say, like, like, how does eBay have a bigger table than like some of these other? I don't know. <laughs> but the one that I was kind of disappointed to see on there was Extra Life. Seeing that they're like a health and hospital based thing, and like uh, Gen Con's, I, I, I feel like they're Gen Con is in the rough place of being the first actor problem. Like they're the yeah, first big yeah. convention, and they had to set a line. And they made the wrong uh, choice, is what I would say. I mean, uh, I, I, in I'll, reality, it's wear a mask or show up with your your vaccine card and get a wristband. Yes, and, uh, and there's a there's a. Whole I really lot. feel like it could be like everybody wears a mask, and then that way it's not a problem, and you can point at somebody yes. that's not wearing a mask and say, "You fuck out of here." Especially and, when your security is half volunteers. Like, yeah. why make a comp? I can go on about this. I won't. Yeah. But like, the what I'll say is, Extra Life probably had that booth already because mm. the Gen Con's ridiculous decision kind of took by surprise a lot. Of the mainly a lot of exhibitors I saw reacting mm-hmm. really negatively because they're like, "We've already sunk cost in coming to exhibit at the show, and now you've turned it into a risk for our people." In some cases, me, the person who's on Twitter, who is also the main person who's going to be at that show. Um, not me, myself, you know, like, speaking third yeah. person. Anyway, yeah. it's Yeah. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm more... Leaving that part aside, even if they weren't doing that, I am... I am gaping at this eBay booth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they must have... There must be a thing somewhere where they say like what the eBay booth. I'm I'm gonna I'd love to find out what that's supposed to be. Anyway, um, I can go on and on. Anyway, uh, cardboard chits. Uh, thank you all for listening. That's been a podcast. Um, and uh, and hey, uh, stay safe. There's lots of reopenings happening. Most of them, what I'd call premature, as far as the attitude. So uh, you know, be careful. Uh, make sure you've got your vaccinations. Make sure you're keeping a mask on as much as you can, because that still helps a lot. And do what you got to be happy. Just please try not to take too many unnecessary risks, because I want you all here listening the next time we put a podcast out. Um, because if 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 not, then like that's hey, that's bad for the that's bad for the podcast. <laughs> Um, that's actually the least of the pro this scenario would have far greater problems than a podcast listenership, but nonetheless, Aaron, thanks for joining me. Um, hey, you're welcome. And, uh, TJ, thanks for joining me and happy birthday again. Thank you again. Um, by the way, I believe birthdays have a plenty big multi-week window on either side. So, Hey, if anyone wants to wish belated, who's just hearing about it now, then like good, do it. I support it. It's allowed. In- you're allowed in the thread to wish happy birthday to TJ. 
I say that as a moderator. Uh, anyway, we'll be back later with some more Transformers talk. So take it easy, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.